One, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. It's the POBS Slim right here. It's the Time and Place podcast. Why do you know? We've got a guest today. But before we start, how's about we play some music, right? All right, let's go. Jugs on the lightweight, monopolized G's, Brooklyn, home of thieves, baby burners get squeezed. Move up, move in, apartment 22 M's, 44's for the new land, trips put into in, shady broads off to a sewer. Who hate us, little Kevin double down on 11 out in Vegas, playing biggie, mo money, mo jiggy, dig me, the mo stones, the mo issy, top 10, smoking pain in the range with my nigga shock him, rose fed, keep a Wall Street, broken nose red, ball of butt, we the dust, if you ain't eating this up, like we might silver niggas frontin' like it's white gold, dying, holding iron, ain't the Right Where you from, Brooklyn, baby? Brooklyn, baby. I'll cap your time. Call me John if you want, lady. Today's a beautiful day. I've got a special guest in the building. Or in the Biu Biu, as they <laughs> say in Zambia. Special guest in the Biu Biu. I've got uh, a very good friend of mine. And uh, also a marketing wizard. He's in the marketing world. Some of us are in the media world. Marketing is part of media, ain't it? Yes, it is, somehow. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Cranston. Second guest on my show. Hi, my name is Cranston. Um, big shout out to Slim for having me and also your audience. Thank you for coming. And uh, we're sipping as we are talking. Very good stuff. Very good stuff. So I did. Um, I mentioned you uh, being a marketing person. Would you like to start from there or where do you want us to sure. start? Sure. Okay, so marketing is one of the things that I do. I do quite a lot of stuff. Um, it's pretty much anything to do with business and entrepreneurship. So I was pretty much in my adult life raised in an entrepreneurial home. Mm-hmm. And my dad kind of had a falling out with Zambia Airways back in the day. All right. Um, he was like chief flight operations manager or something like that. And then nice. he was chucked out, for lack of a better term. And then he just had to thrust himself into something to make some kind of living. And then so he started all these, you know, entrepreneurial uh, projects and endeavors and stuff like that. Like nine out of ten didn't work. But then that's the household which I was exposed to as I was, you know, from adolescence into. So you learned how to hustle. Yeah. Every every possible meaning of the term. Yes. To hustle. Hustle on the street. Hustle in the office. Hustle academic hustle in the marriage you know everything <laughs> well um it's a bit similar to my situation but my situation was um my father passed away at an early age so growing up with a single parent you you know and um we had to hustle as well me and my brothers especially me and my immediate brother we were like the youngest in the family so when ends couldn't meet 
we had to you know obviously do some street situations we had to make a few deals here and there but yeah i, I learned my hustle as well at an early age and that's even the djing started from mm -hmm. that effect because i realized hey hang on something I, I i was collecting music yeah my dad used to love music so when he passed away i sort of kept some of the records and i just loved music from then onwards so i was collecting music and then somehow i found myself thrust into a position that led me down the dj way and fast forward we'll talk about that later today actually, we're talking about you i've actually so, seen an early photo of yours when i looked at it i was like <laughs> wow this guy was once young <laughs> and still you know with these analog kind of buttons in a studio radio station i'm like what Every, everyone um you see when you tell people your your beginnings uh it's hard to to, to paint that picture mm. uh people just think of today when they see you, what you're doing today, and they think, ah, oh, maybe you, whatever, whatever. But yeah, I, I started in 1996. Wow. I was in grade, um, I think, nine or ten. It was actually by accident. It was so uh, high school, mid high school. Mid, uh, mid high school, actually. Just uh, early senior high school. Yeah. So, yeah, these are stories that. Um, uh, I never really told because people don't bother to find out how a person's to journey. To go all the way back. Yeah. All the way back. They just want to see if they want the song for do today. That's it. If you don't have the time to put your story together, no one will bother. But That's, that's one of the things which I've come across in a lot of the, the business conversations that I, I have with a lot of people, like in the startup scene. Yeah. People forget to document that story. Like if I hadn't seen that photo of you in the nineties, <laughs> you know, as weird as it is, it looks yeah. like your son or something. Yeah. And if we don't bother to document that part, you really don't have any like media assets for which you can explain your journey. That's the thing. You 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 want telling people is easy. But if people saw have, have yeah. got a sort of um, visual like chronological chronological yeah. order in which things happen and all that, I've got a few friends. The problem with me is I'm not a photo person. So even the time I was doing all this stuff, starting up, I didn't document my my journey at that time. And that's why this time I think with this podcast, I've decided I'm gonna journey my I'm gonna you know uh, document my story now. Mm. So. That picture was actually even wasn't taken by me. <laughs> Someone just took the photo, and I think last year one of my cousins found that photo and you know just posted it on Facebook. It's like, look who we found here Fish on Facebook. <laughs> Facebook. So he's one of those. He doesn't. He can call you. He could WhatsApp you. Nah, but nah mean, let's he, put it on Facebook. He wanted to share me, mm. but he did a good job because people saw that. Wow, this looks odd. So you've been doing this for, you know. So anyway, that was Zambia. Now we're in Australia. What about you? So we we were talking about hustling. Oh, the hustle. Um, uh, where which direction were we taking? So oh, we talked about marketing, and I was correcting to say that marketing is not the only thing that I can do. So when you're hustling and you you do an online business or something or offline, it's going to be a bit online now. But back in the day, it's word of mouth. 
Yeah, where do, in capital, go. you needed cash to go and buy a product, process the product, put it Reset. up for sale, potentially deliver it. I used to do yeah. delivery. So, you had to knock on doors, yeah. advertising, those, 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 not many mediums of advertising. No. It was radio or TV, and if you can't afford it, yeah, which was ridiculously expensive. It was ridiculously expensive. Even the newspapers, I think I remember first time I had a gig and we tried to advertise in the newspaper back then. I'll, it was something like, for example, maybe like five five bucks a word. Mm. And we had like, yeah. I don't know how many words on that poster. <laughs> and it's, it's just, we, just, we couldn't afford we were high school kids. My hustle would be, I would... I would spend the time knowing who is who with regard to that ad. Like, who's if it's Zambia Daily Mail, which department does it fall under? Who's who's the person? And then they probably stay in Chilenge or something. They drink at Friday's Corner. So That's I would up. kind of eventually find that and then meet them there. And then we, we bring the conversation from there, from the bar to the newsroom. Before you know it, there are three. Friday's Corner is my pub. Friday's Corner. Ah, you still love that place. You remember the barman, Sakala? Well, no. It's been too long. Because <laughs> I used to live um, just down the road. So I used to be there every Also day. a Chilenge boy kind. Not in Chilenge. Oh, are you talking about Friday's Corner or Chris Corner? Friday's Corner. Friday's Corner is in Kalingalinga. Right. Helen Kaunda, See how long it's been now. Chris Corner is, Chris in, Corner is in Chilenge. Right. Yeah, I used to go to Chris Corner as well. Oh, there you go. But I lived close to Friday's Corner, and we used to be there almost like every Sunday. Mm. Yeah. Damn. So you're talking about Chris Corner. There's, there's so many corners. So the, the, <laughs> I'm telling you, there's so many corners. Because um, Friday's Corner used to be next to that lady, the mama something, like the, the Manachimbusa kind of thing. Yes. Uh, what's her name? Mama Kankasa. Yeah, there Correct. you go. Yes. Right next. right next to it. Yeah. That's it. Then from Fridays, we'll proceed to Mayela 24, which is down the road. Yeah, just down the road. Yeah. Probably one of the best clubs that I've been Ish, to. Mayela. Mayela. Let's is... not even go there. <laughs> Where I used to live, you could hear the music when they switched mm. on Mayela. And um, we, we, you could cut a shortcut through the airport, you know, the city airport. Yeah. Find yourself yeah, because that there's, a, there's an airstrip somewhere there's there for Zaf or something. That stretches yeah? between Kamloops and uh-huh, and yeah. Kablonga. Yeah, Kablonga. Sunningdale. Yes, so, exactly. Oh yeah. my God, I haven't remembered any of this for years. Well, and that's why it's important to have things like podcasts, because like the way we are discussing, we are actually documenting. Yeah, some of those lost memories. Lost memories. Yeah. Uh, our children probably, if they'll have a chance to listen to this, they'll be like, "Oh, Kablonga, Sunningdale." You know, you have that picture. People who are in that area would be able to have that picture, you know, because Mayela is not there anymore. No. They raised it down. They have this something something different across the road from that. It never goes, like, they don't turn It will never be the same. uh, uh, They did open um, uh, Mayela, like, it's a lodge across Mm. the street on Kamloops Road. Yeah, yeah, those Uh, super cheap rooms where you don't have to spend a whole night. (laughs) Short time. Yeah. (laughs) We won't go there. (laughs) By the way, disclaimer. The reason why I know this is because I used to be in hospitality industry and we can discuss this regard to accommodation. I'm I'm a DJ and I know how life used to go then. I I played there, I played at Mayela, Mumana Pleasure Resort, all these places, Inters. 
all these places, Pamozi Hotel, mm. you name it. I've been around all these studios. So it was that nice club place at Pamozi, the clubhouse. Yeah, yeah. I used to when I used to play for Sugar Shack. Mm-hmm. So we used you to play have, for Sugar Shack sounds? Yes, I did. Really? Yes. Huh. Sugar Shack, CIA. Uh, we used to have the Christmas mm. party. You used to have those pool parties as well, the pool public parties, pool place, Olympic like, swimming, Olympic swimming pool. pool. Yeah. And the Gomalex owns as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we basically like kind of probably bumped into each other so many years ago. People say I used to have a nasty attitude then, so maybe I don't know. I didn't. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's a now, tiny world. I'll tell you what. It's 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 not really uh, an attitude thing. It's um when you're at a function, even like now. You you're busy. Mm. You know you're running around. Your mind is all over the place. You're trying to hook cables up and people would come and they just generally want to say hi but it um it'll look like maybe you you're you're trying to bambila them or something but you are in a zone you know you are organizing things you're all over the place so yeah it's it's uh it's good to reminisce about the the good old days the sweet old days sweet old days it's it's those same days which you could you know there was this transition between kaunda keki kaunda getting into mmd and then from public services and parastatos going to private sector and everything was yeah. privatized and even now hh is too oh he privatized everything and so on and all that you know hubbub <laughs> that's that another story for another day yeah too long to talk about yeah but it was during that transition when they were closing down you know all these the other companies. yeah the bottling company in Oh, even the name's gone. But when Copper Belt Bottling, yeah, company in, Indo- in on there was something in Kapiri as well. Kapiri, Kapiri glass. glass or something, Kap- yeah. Glass. So when all of that was disappearing, and then we're entering into this new world, I was pretty young, mm-hmm. but you could see because then there was also the property boom. People started building like crazy at the time. Yeah. And I remember, you know, on one occasion being in this unfinished house, um, without a floor, and it was just crazy. Yeah. Well, we, we we had that um, experience as well because um, things I think with the, with the coming in of the MMD government, it's like everything that you had to do with UNIP had yeah. to sort of either stop, stop yeah, or transition, or transition into this new era somehow. Mm. So there was a lot of people moving around, you know, back and forth. Some people were on the copper belt. They got promoted. The families immediately had to move to Lusaka. Some people in Lusaka, unfortunately, because some of them had, you know, there are people I knew personally who moved into Lusaka from like Bufulira mm. and for like 20 years they lived in Lusaka because they were in the UNIP government. Yeah. And they found themselves just Destit- yeah, destitute overnight. Destitute, nowhere to go. And, you know, couldn't even get on those UVZ buses Nothing and stuff. I mean, I got lost once on those buses. It was crazy. It was crazy. Crazy. It's... Uh, I don't know. And You had to experience it. It's hard to describe. It's hard to describe. You had to experience it. But it wasn't the best of times. No, That's all I can say. Every, some, yeah. in, in, in the late 80s, everything was a hassle. Sugar was a hassle. Mainly yeah, was a hassle. Coupons, coupons, everything. Yeah. Shoes couldn't afford proper shoes. I mean, we I mean, were this, lucky. This thing, sorry to cut you, but this thing about the shoes. So what had happened? Speaking of hassle, yeah. again, let's go back to hassle. <laughs> there we um, go. I used to I used to live in Livingston for a bit in like my second year of college, doing yeah. industrial 
experience, whatever they used to call it, like like internship. And there was no butter in Zambia. The butter was there was really horrible, like the shoe shop and stuff, like the school shoes. There were no clothing stores. You had Nick or something. So it was pretty much like socialism one on steroids back then, you know, communism, sorry. It was just like one hundred percent. And then um I used to go to Bulawayo on the weekends. Zimbabwe had the yeah. best butter. So you go to these to this you know city and the shoes are super cheap but awesome as hell yeah just the look of the shoe the feel of the shoe when you go to the stores for the dresses and so i ended up buying that stuff and um i spent 400 my initial capital i still remember that's like my first first business venture was 450 kwacha which i converted into zim dollar and i went to Bulawayo by this overnight train from false town and i just you know went on a buying frenzy you know, I was buying stuff for $23, Zim dollar back then, a pair of shoes and uh, stilettos because there were no stilettos in Zambia at the time, like popular, popular stilettos. And I got a whole bunch of stuff, two, two suitcases, Yeah. Um, delivered them to my mom at Zesco. And I said, I don't want the money. Aren't you to pay me in installments? Yeah. Because that's the only way you could, you know, like you're People giving it afford. longevity. Not really about affording. It was Zesco back then. They had the money. Mm. But then I'm young. If I get everything, I'll, you know, I'm going but, to grow wings. Yeah. So I wanted them to give me slowly because then I could pay my rent. I could afford my transport from... Because then I moved to Kawata. I used to live in McKinney before I went to Livingston for that internship. Yeah. And then... Um, so then two years, literally, true story, from 450 Kwacha Zimbabwean product. Yeah. I lasted for two years in Kawata renting so I could finish my college down at Fairview. Really? Yeah. You're, you're, you're mentioning all the familiar places to me because I lived in Kawata as well. Mm. Actually, my sister moved there. They had a house there. So I, I, I stayed with her for a couple of years. I mm-hmm. think even towards the end of my uh, days in Zambia before I came to Australia, I yeah. lived in Kawata, sight and service. Mm. And then my brother used to be, at, I don't know what year, but he used to be at Fairview as well. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah, he used to do food and beverages. Yeah. Um, this, this is the whole Kawata thing, the hustling regarding marriage. I actually yeah. hustled my now wife back then. She was very stubborn, stubborn, and <laughs> she was my senior at college. So she was also at um, Fairview. Fairview. She yeah. was two years my senior. Yeah, I, I used to love Fairview because um, my brother used to be there, like I said. Mm. And the manager of the place... Uh, was really nice at that time. Yeah, I can imagine who it was. I, and then he became... Anyway, continue. Yeah, you probably remember there was a manager... I mean, we used to worship... In the hospitality circles, we used to worship that guy because he ran yeah. uh, Fairview the way it should have been run. Yes, we won't mention his name, but I'm, I'm yeah. glad you know who I'm talking about. Yes. That's when they used to have the, the terrace bar. Yeah, there was the terrace bar at the top, and then and they used to have live bands in the Luango restaurant downstairs. So I played... I did it once nice. up there. Yeah, and then I um, did a few weddings there as well. Mm. Yeah. Oh, the terrace used to kick it. <sighs> Man, only only it the rich boys nice. used to be there. Yeah, Fairview Eww. was the place. It was. I mean, what was the other hotel? Ndeke Hotel. Ndeke Hotel. Fairview had stolen the fire from Ndeke Hotel Definitely. because now it was just yeah kicking. Yeah. Fairview had this thing like. On a Friday, yeah, cars terrace, man. were lining up to go to Fairview Hotel, man. The top floor, everywhere it was. And they, they, the services was absolutely yeah, spot fantastic. Spot on. Spot on. Spot on 100, for sure. And I think that's... You, you are from that school, obviously. That's yeah. Everyone who went to... Even my brother, 
this dude is the smartest guy I've ever seen in my life. Mm. If you see his clothes, <laughs> oh, it, it's it's like religion, right? Yeah, it's like if you're a Catholic, you have to read the Bible. You must be able to do your rosemary, you know, hell marys and whatever. I'm smart. If you're at Fairview, smart. You're yeah. you are. See, when you walk through the gates of Fairview, you're in another country. Country. And then when you go through the back and then you go to the, the showers because you have to change into uniform, you yes. are now on the launch deck, like you're about to get onto this spaceship. <laughs> and once you're like in full gear, you've got your bow tie on, you're black and white, you're the waiter on duty, you go into Luangwa or upstairs, you're on another planet. Because mm. my brother is one of those people who, for me, this day, I've become lazy. I'll just wake up the next day, go to the wardrobe, pick up whatever. My brother will pick up his outfits the mm. night before iron them for them color put, combination combination put them on the side this is what i'm going to wear tomorrow even when he comes back even if he's going to throw the stuff in the washing machine he'll fold them nicely put them in the washing basket yeah. i love this guy <laughs> it's i think i think when 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 the time comes and i want to kind of you know I've been thinking about a reunion, but a reunion for the remembrance of the, like, the regime. Because there must be a, a breed of people that those guys fashioned. And trained. And, and sometimes when me and my wife here, um, whom I, like I said, I met at Fairview, I fell in love with. Yeah. Um, when we do, we, we cater because, you know, we've got a catering background, right? I've got yes. a hospitality background. So when we cater for our events or birthday parties or when our friends ask us to do stuff, we... We tune into that old frequency and now okay everything has to be smart, clean as yes. you go, sharp knives. No 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 shortcuts. Nah. Properly done and it should be perfect. You should have your eyes will tell you the ingredients you need to pick. Mm. Your mouth is telling you what this thing should taste like. Your hands are now making that, going through the process of making this dish. Exactly. Well it's um We were talking about hustling. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about hustling. And from that school, I'll call that the semi-old school, mm. to the new school now, uh, there's a slight difference. I'm not, I'm not trying to put anyone down, but the, the new generation, they've probably got their own way of hustling things. They've got so much um, tools at their disposal, we, which we did not have. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like, God, I wish I had this mm, back, back then. then. Yeah, maybe yeah. I would have done a lot of so things. much faster, so much better. Yeah. So much faster, so much better. But then again, you 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 can't cry over. Well, this this is where people like me come in. So I exist in the intersection set between the world we've just been describing, yeah, and the new TikTok world. And and for everyone listening out there, my social media presence is is bad <laughs> it's it's it pro- probably non-existent and that's how um i linked up um cranston and he says you know what we can do something so we're in the process of working making up something really really fantastic yeah, something you know, dope something dope you know and uh in the process we are also doing something in the podcast world as well we've got a few things lined up it's um this is just the beginning yeah it's just the beginning and i can say i am i am confident enough to say to your audience that it's it's like a quantum leap mm-hmm. it's next level stuff simple in its presentation but very dynamic in its 
formation, so to speak. Yeah. And here's the thing with... Oh, let's, let's, let's backtrack for a second here. Let's go back to the hustling yeah, point. Yes, we got all the time. There was, there was one time um, I was at Murdoch here and all that stuff during business school. And um, I always used to see how, you know, people like HH in Zambia with multiple business interests, right? Yeah. And then you're researching online businesses and all that stuff. Everyone is saying, no, you must have a multiple stream of income, blah, 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 so that you can make more money. Um, like, don't depend on your salary alone, yada, yada. Yeah. Um, I researched the whole thing. Like, how does all this thing work? And I came up with this concept called the Big Five. It's a personal thing. This is the first time I'm talking about it in public, okay. but it's relevant okay. to the podcast. So, yeah, came up with the Big Five. I'm going to have every single year five online businesses, mm-hmm. um, and then every year, sort of towards the end of the 12 month period, trim those that don't work, and then mm-hmm. improve what works. So it sort of graduates into the next year. Okay. But then if, say, two business ideas don't work in year we'll one, we have three, and then we'll, I'll look for two more. To, it's five, so it's standard five, five each, year, each year, consistently. Ladies and gentlemen, I think if you've listened to the previous podcast, you will be able to tell that from today, everything has changed. <laughs> <laughs> We've leveled up. Everything has just changed now. We're, it's serious talk now. You know, I'm not even making all these stupid jokes that I make. It's serious talk now. We're leveling up. So it's a, so five the big business five. plans, the big five every year. Every year. If two drop, you replace them the next With, year. Yeah, try to explore. So so the idea is you double down on what's working and right. then you throw out what's not working. And, and then you sort of export the things that you did that made those three work. You mm-hmm. export it to a potential two that you discover so that they're five again. The, the key number, the magic number here is five. So when did you come up with the big five concept? Um, the How big long five? have you been working on it? Four years now. Four years? Yeah. Mm. So do you, it's a yearly review or you do like every five years? Or No, yearly review. In the, in the big, so the first five years, yearly yeah. review. And then what's, but you see what it is, is you're, you're sort of giving each year one idea right. to, to, to stand out. Stand out, okay. So out of five years, you generally have five ideas. I think that's my issue. I, I, I always do the five yearly review. Even mm-hmm. at work, I do like five years and I, mm-hmm. um, regulate myself after five years to say all right where have i been the past five years? yeah what am i doing now what am i going to but that's old school thinking that's pre-covid thinking i'm an old school guy can't help it that's where you so am i but that's why i have you here so you see they they used to say back in the day right like um nothing changes everything changes apart from change itself you see i learned that for me if i can give the marketing part of my situation to an expert Mm. and i stick to what you do your guns yeah it works better because I was trying to do everything on mm. my own. I've been sort of a, a lone man, lone gunman, solopreneur, like solopreneur for the past um, I don't know twenty or so years. Wow. And the thing is, it's 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 very hard to explain some of the concepts that I've had with the people that I've worked with previously. Yeah, and I've just been going solo, 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 and doing everything all by myself. But I think. You reach a time where you need expertise to come yeah. in. And um, I think the future is bright from now on. The, there's this thing which you hear all the time. Oh, my team. Oh, my team. And I, it yeah. really buggled me for a while. Like, what do you mean team? Yeah. Because society has packaged entrepreneurship into this. Like, it's your idea. You run with it. You become successful with it. Like, it's yeah. all you, 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 you. Right? That's the thing. The and, and that's thing wrong. Is, 
at work in my supervisory role i actually work with teams yeah all right so at work i, I supervise teams mm-hmm. i i do you know progress reports and all that yeah. stuff but on my side hustles i think that's the thing i've, I've always you find yourself alone i've always thought the the side hustle you do it by yourself mm-hmm. it didn't click to me until i met you and you said you know what you can do this, this, this to take this forward. My side hustle has always been like, oh, it's my side hustle. Mm, I do it on the weekends. Personal thing, yeah. Personal things, you know. You need. You see, this is another the the, the quintessential entrepreneur's dilemma. Yes. Is you have an idea, and you sort of do like social proof. So you print to the world, and then they sort of buy your stuff, like they book you for for gigs and all that stuff, right? Yeah. Um, you you find yourself in that situation. But you also then realize that you need marketing people. You need some kind of distribution. You need someone online, you know, selling your service, right? Like booking, handling your bookings, negotiating yeah. on your behalf without your knowledge at that point. But a when manager. this deal is done, not really a manager, a partner. This is the argument I'm having with, with um, no names mentioned, maybe. <laughs> you, podcast, let's mention that name. You have, to go, you have to get very candid. <laughs> let's get candid. Let's just get candid. Let's get candid. We'll okay, I can get away with it. So, yeah. DJ Fingerland, whom you know. My mate. Yeah, obviously. I mean, yeah. this is our dude. Yeah. Um, we're having some internal issues on teaming, okay? And this is, the, like I said, the quintessential problem is you do realize that your idea works, you're a DJ, you're a sellable product, right? Yes. At the same time, you need sharp marketing people. You need, you need people who can understand booking and scheduling and all that stuff, plus negotiating to get you a good contract for bigger deals, right? But that's the thing. The DJ um, world has been like a solo... Most DJs mm. are, 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 are very solo individuals. We are, we are, we're getting gaffed into the technology. We are sort of geeks. And you know, geeks are introverts. Yeah. We, we, we sort of protect... I don't know this silly thing that it's we not have, wrong right? though. Whatever, yeah, no, whatever it is you're about to describe, yeah, it has we fundamentally it's a problem. Yeah, yeah. How many DJs do you know have got marketing teams? I know a lot because I've really? researched them. But then, if you if you're talking about the people you and I know, no, zero. Yes. Okay, with the people you and I, yes. yeah, in we, in our circle, no, no. You think you can do everything on your own when you can't? But again, <laughs> let's go back to the problem though. The problem. This is the issue, and it's important to record this onto your podcast, right? Mm-hmm. You you re, you get to a point where you realize you need top experts in their game. You get you you need people who are one hundred each time they come on. They don't come eighty percent or twenty percent. They're moody nah, this day now. In order for you to get those though, you realize they're expensive. Because if I know I'm going to bring my hundred all the time, I'm I'm not going to do it for free, so to speak, right? Yes. The problem is, how do you get three or four people who are that professional onto your team without necessarily you being able to pay them their fees? Because remember, you're you're still struggling trying to build your brand, so you can't afford specialists, right? Yep. So how do you solve that problem of still getting specialist advice on your side without the, the dilemma of having to afford to pay them? Uh, you see, all those questions. I don't have the answers for because this is where you guys come in to answer all yeah. those questions for us. Let me let me give you my answer. You. You break bread. Mm-hmm. And I was having... The other dude, I won't mention his name. He'll really probably hate me for it. But 
we 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 had to get to a point where we we understand because he's at the top of his game. I know you're talking about. And he's doing his thing, and he's got a global kind of like dispersed team. And then we get to a point where so he thinks ish. He thinks, look, I'm, I'm doing here, yeah, doing this. everything you're promising me. Are you first of all? He asked me blatantly, "Are you pitching to me?" I'm uh, like, "No, I'm not pitching to you. We're having a conversation." Yeah. Um. He has a team. I have a team. He has a media production company. I have a a, a, a digital marketing media company. Mm-hmm. That's a bit. Oh, I can explain the difference. See, we are in, involved in business development. That's mm-hmm. our key strength. The marketing is only one of the tools that we we perform our function. Of course. Which is the the, the, the reason, like for half the stuff we're talking about now, it was a clarity to say you, you called me a marketing expert. That's one of the things that we do. You have to be a marketing expert for you to understand. Like, can we say the SP word now? Yeah, come on, man. Okay, yeah, let's say soundpathy. Okay, soundpathy. So, for those who don't know, yeah, um, that's my parent. Can I call it a parent situation company? Holding well, company. Holding company. That's my major um, brand. Brand. So yeah, everything brand. that I do is under Sound Puppy. So it's Sound Puppy Entertainment. That's my media entity. And then I've got other things at the bottom that come in. So we'll take a break and then we'll come back and then we'll do this, the whole Sound Puppy thing and then you break it down for us. All right. Let's go. Podcast with uh, P.O.B.S. Slim, the brother from Down Under, the People's Champion, and I've got a special guest today, Cranston, and uh, we are breaking everything down today. We are we are not holding anything back. We are talking marketing, business plans. We are talking 
A, B, C, Ds from a solo act to maybe a double act. We're also taking media and um, before the uh, before the the break, um, we started off talking about sound puppy. So sound puppy is my puppy. All right. Uh, you know when you've got a puppy dog you smother it blah 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 but you buy all this different stuff so i've been involved in the world of sound for years mm. and people just know dj slim dj slim so i reached a point where i thought that's just a personal thing there are other things that i do outside the dj world right for me my number one thing all right most people know me as a dj yeah but my qualification is a media analyst Mm -hmm. So I basically do what it says. I analyze media formats or whatever, TV, mm. ad. I'm all in there. I've done marketing How as well. How come I've never known you with media analysts? <laughs> I've never mentioned it. Anyway, Look, I've going. done marketing and advertising. I've done communications and media. But I narrowed it down to media analysis. So I observe media and then, you know. Yeah. So Sound Puppy is... Is the top and then in there that's where dj slim is a subsidiary of sound mm. puppy this podcast is a subsidiary of sound puppy and uh the t-shirt business that we've the started as well yeah thanks to cranston for waking me up because i was asleep on that for years i wasn't really asleep on it 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 was that i've had maybe three four five logos done mm. and um they didn't ignite there was not infinite it was not infinite so let's let's talk about that for a minute let's double click as another would say um you you you've see this is where for example the whole sound puppy so when i came in when i first met you and so when we started talking about the business side of life mm -hmm. um you pushed the 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 the, the slim poba kind of brand i want a logo i want to do so on and so forth and that was fine Yes. But then my question at some point was, okay, so you want to do this slim thing, but what's the parent to that? What's the point of it? You know, do you want to be a world-class DJ like coffee, black, you know, black coffee or any one of these superstars? What else do you do? What can we combine into it? Yeah. That's when the whole sound puppy kind of popped up out of nowhere. And then we started running with that. So why deal with the baby chicken when you can start dealing with, you know, the hen and so on? So, Sound Puppy came in and one of our key strengths, like um, the team that I work with, is we we quickly understand where you're coming from. We yeah. we tap into your excitement into where you're going. Okay. So what powers, what energizes the creativity, the ideation process, is your excitement for where this thing can go. Exactly. Because... Um, it, it was one of those where I was just, when we met, you met uh, like, oh, DJ, DJ Slim. Yeah. All these other little things that I do on the side came out when we started. For example, the podcast, I just mentioned it on the way. Mm -hmm. And then like I'm trying to do a podcast network. I've, I've got uh, about three people lined up so far. Yeah. And also probably the production side of it as in. I do the production yeah, for this post-production, yeah. Which 
I thought it was just like, oh, I'll sit here and do the whatever, whatever. I didn't know we could actually do this as, as a, a service. Yes. As a service as well. Yeah. So it's one of those where you have to separate this brain and say, listen, this direction, that direction, yeah. that direction, you know? So it's, it's through conversation, though. Yeah. A lot of discovery. Okay, so what some of the things that I do is facilitation for ideation. So we have, so I've, I've worked in the startup space for a while, both in Zambia through Bongo Hive. I'm about to do something with this other one called Jack Hub, Jacaranda Hub, and then am I part and, of it? Um, I don't know. Depends on <laughs> depends on how fast you can catch on. I will, I will catch on. I I'm just lazy for no reason. But, but I've but heard of Bongo be, Hive. Were you part Bongo of Bongo Hive? Hive? I wasn't deliberately. I oh. met them when they were still in. In in North Mead, they were having these boys were having you know those two minute noodles and and some kind of cheap juice for lunch. Okay, they probably hate <laughs> me for saying this, but it's true. Well, there were there were just nobodies who had a bit of a house arrangement and they tried to come up with this creative. Can you design? You know, can we do websites from here and so on? Yeah. But then eventually it became this thing called of like they they sort of call it like an innovation hub and so on. It's nothing. Well, look, we're being candid here. Okay, oh. it's nothing close to an innovation hub. What it is, is basically Zambia being Zambia. You, you take on an idea, you try to do it, but you don't do it the, the best way or you don't use best practices. Because we don't associate ourselves with it. This is the thing is I've noticed. Africans, Zambians, there's this one-man show type thing. Even you're saying maybe Bongo Hive, they figured it out like this is what we're doing. Yeah. And they... Overlooked other things like, oh, listen, if I'm a graphic designer, maybe let me stick to graphic designing. Yes. And if I'm going to sell this graphic designing business, better bring in an actual seller. Yeah. But very few businesses run on that format. This, I'm sure in your this, experience. This is where we said the quintessential entrepreneur's dilemma. Yeah. You realize that you've got the idea, this idea works, you need to sell it. You don't want to be involved in selling because you're the creative mind, you're the business yes. force behind it. Yeah. So you need to get a seller. You can't get a guy off the street. You need to get an experienced seller, someone who can actually sell, but those will not come cheaply. So, so how do you solve that problem? Why do you think most creatives, me included, because I consider myself a creative, why do you think we fall short in terms of trying to bring in and that if you bring in a marketing bring in person, talent. that's another yeah. creative in their own space. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's, we're, it's, we're so ignorant to that format. It's selling. Selling. One word. Selling. Uh-huh. You have a conviction of the trade that you do. Yeah. You're a DJ or you are a sound engineer or a media analyst. You, you believe within yourself this is what you do. That's well and good. Yeah. Now you need to speak to me, the specialist. Because you, you understand that you need my expertise in order to boost or amplify your idea, right? Yes. You have to sell your idea to me. You have to sell your vision. If you're in a position where you don't have money, so yeah. you won't come to me and say, look, come in, I'll pay you. You can't do that. What you can do, though, uh-huh. is you can say, hey, Cranston, here's what I'm thinking. Um, this is where this thing can go. Um, how can you and I collaborate and work together? Okay. Um, I was having a conversation with my new webmaster. 
Mm-hmm. We need to take this back because I know this sounds like I'm jumping around. Let's take no. it back a little bit. Let's go back to the big five. All right. All right. So that people can understand why there are so many faculties to this. Um, having failed, I think I failed like two business ideas, which I put in a lot, the most money in the first year of Yo. trial. It's been quite a bit. Um, failed dismally, shamefully. Got into the second year of the Big Five project. Yeah. Um, picked up new brands, which you see that another thing is that these people become my personal friends, right? So mm. we're still together. We still know it. Like even if you and I have a falling out tomorrow, we'll more than likely as men meet up and say, "Hey, how's it going?" Yeah, that's yeah. Right. But in my world, there are not too many fallouts. There shouldn't be. If yeah. they are, then there's a I'm, problem. I've reached a stage in my life where I've learnt. I've, most people don't believe this, but I told you when I started, I've mixing and all that stuff mm. in 1994, 93, 94. Mm-hmm. All these years, some people think I only started DJing in a year mm. because they found me at my stage where I'm lazy. Yeah. Remember when we met? I said ah, I'm about to retire. So I've had so many collaborations and yeah all that. i know when it's a good collab or yeah when it's a bad you can collab tell the difference I, yeah can tell the difference i think you you reach a point where you get those um sort of arrangements but, but that's it that, that's like at your wit's end right that's like at the end of so much problems <laughs> trial and error and then you're like ah you know what now i can tell the difference you <laughs> don't you don't have to I, I speak with a lot of people. I don't mind doing the DM thing, okay? I yeah. see some people coming up on my um, on my Instagram because I run so many accounts. Yeah. And then you kind of have to like and follow similar accounts to the one that whatever it is you're running. And then yeah. I see these people coming up and they say her name is like Natasha Chanda or something. We can do a shout out, you know, this podcast. A shout out to Natasha Chanda. Yeah. I know Natasha. And then she's got her manager who's a friend, whatever. And... You follow it through. I DM people. I don't know. I do not mind DMing somebody. Yeah. Say, listen. Hey, I can listen. Help you out here. Not really. I can help you out. I used to do that in the beginning because then they think it's it's nefarious. Like, well, how come all of a sudden you want to help me? Uh-huh. So the other way around of doing it is, hey, what do you do? What are your services? I'm going to buy into them. Ah, right. Which then comes into the question of Mutalemwanza. You asked me oh, earlier right. offline, like, hey, what's the deal with Mutalem ones? Because I was complaining. No, no, I didn't say, what's the deal with Mutalem You well, came in. I complained. You know, said, you did, okay, you did not complain. You just mentioned that you are, this is what you said. Mm-hmm. You said, um, I've just been following Mutalem media yeah. scenario. And I said, well, I've spoke about her. On the previously podcast, on yeah. the podcast do you want us to talk about that and you said nah, nah. Not really. but now you've brought it up yourself unfortunately uh, unfortunately and we're going to talk about that because she's trending right now no but first finish your point well okay let me finish that, uh, I'm, I'm glad you said no because most people think it's she's trending yeah but nah. you know what's not happening no. what's happening well um Here's, here's what, in my eyes, they did. Yes. She, at some point, she had advertised to say, look, I'm looking for a social media manager, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Which then means I'm looking for a manager, right? And then sure. some, there was a vetting process, of course, because I, I DM'd her at that point. And I remember why I DM'd her. It wasn't because I wanted to pitch myself to manage her. I don't. Yeah. 
what I wanted to do was to refer one of my mentees to a manager because then she becomes a, an ideal case study, a real life case study on how to manage a cantankerous person who think they know what they're doing when really they don't. <laughs> and then when it looks like it's working, you know, there's the facade of something that it looks like it's working. Well, listen, I'll, this is as, as, as I'm not an expert at a lot of things, but this is my media analysis Yes, as a media analyst. A lot of people, especially these so-called influencers on social media yeah. and all that, a lot of people think trending or being in the top, whatever, whatever, is a good thing for your brand. Mm. Sometimes it's good, but sometimes it doesn't mean anything. Because yeah. you can be trending in the wrong category. Yeah. If you're a soccer player, for example... And your name is trending on, uh, let's say, a pawn site. Yeah. That's not doing any good. No. You, can, you can have 100 streams in the yeah. pawn on, uh, on the pawn website. Red Hub. Yeah. Don't ask me why I know that. But f- for me, uh, this is not, I'm not talking about Mutalima. I'm talking about a lot of Zambian yeah. so-called celebrities and the formats that they are following. I watch them closely. It's... It's all about the following. They're, they're trying to amass as many numbers as they well, can. Well, but listen, though. Here, here's my thing. Okay, you have someone like Chilufa Tayari. And then, if you've noticed... Because I, I have to analyze a lot of this stuff. as well. This is my world. This is my cup of tea. That's our world. Again, if we take it back to the original idea, the big five, one of the yes. biggest problems I found was social media marketing. Yes, yes. Huge problem. Because you need a team. You need a photographer. You need a, a videographer. You need a graphic designer. You need you need writers. You need copywriters. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, you also need people who can tell what is trending, and then let's make this relate to us, and then kind of like riding the black wave globally. Right now, you say black is king. Yeah. Okay. Anyone, if anyone is anything on the global stage, you you ride the black is king wave first before it dies down. Listen, I spoke. There's a time when I wanted to get into artist management, and I spoke to a few artists. One of the big, big artists back then in Zambia. And I told him, listen, this is what I, would, I want to do with you. I said, yeah. listen, I want to make sure everything you do when you're an artist should be thought after in advance. Yeah, above If, board, if yeah. you are going to go to arcades today, you are just not going, oh, Niamh Arcades. Yeah. We need to know the time and all that. We need to arrange that. In such a time that... Like, this, like the Stan Big Bank at the front. There must be a yeah, way in which you can it, benefit Stan Big Bank. You're going there. Yeah. It, it doesn't mess up with your... With your, with your shopping trip. Shopping yeah. trip or your image or whatever. Mm. I said, you know what? We can organize all... The, the big artists of the world, for a lack of better terms, I know that people like Beyonce, um, she knows where she's going to be on Friday and what she's going to do at this time, whatever, whatever. Yeah. I'll tell you one of my experiences. One of my cousins was trying to get into music promotions. So we thought of ourselves very big. We said, let's start from the top. So we reached out to Kofi Olomide. We wanted to bring Kofi to Zambia. And Kofi, we got his number somehow. Because my cousin was working for a big bank in Zambia, mm-hmm. an international bank and Kofi. Yeah. So we got his number. And he said, oh, I don't do anything. You talk to my manager. Yeah. And the manager just said, all right. He's booked out from today until the next six months. After six months, maybe on a Wednesday or Tuesday is free. Yeah, so where do you want me yeah. to feature in? 
And I'm like, booked out all the time. Like, yep, everything coffee does, daytime, nighttime, whatever, whatever, it's all managed. It just doesn't get out of the house and start yeah, walking down the yeah, street. Down the he has street. to think of yeah, the Mongolo, impact Mongolo. on his career. We should have a another episode one day where we discuss the new artist management. So let's get back to Mutali. That's the story for another day. Okay, yeah. let's get back to her. So she's so um we we live in a borderless society. Mm-hmm. And if you're targeting say Zambia as a primary market, then you're not thinking not I wouldn't say thinking big enough, but you're just not thinking enough because you have to combine Malawi, you have to combine Botswana, bring in, say, the eight neighbors of Zambia together. That's the total market for you. Because you see what she is, she's presenting herself as an influencer. Yeah. And, and when she, the, the time she advertised for so, so-called manager, that was what, it was her now reaching out to say, guys, I think I've got something going for me here. But don't you think there's a conflict there? When you're a radio person and then mm. you're trying to be an influencer, there's no. so many, no, 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 I'll mm. tell you where the conflicts come in mm. oh, okay maybe the influencer she's, is she's into media now not only just yes. radio so radio yeah, and but, television but when, you, but when you're on radio mm. your radio show i've done radio here right your radio show is sponsored yeah. by a certain firm those firms have got standards and whatever whatever mm. to the point where they'll control what you do for mm-hmm. the rest of the day you, so could, you, you could get fired for saying something wrong on radio. Exactly. Yeah. Not, not even on a radio show. Like live. Yeah. Live. Yeah. So do, that's why I'm saying there's a conflict there. On radio, for example, if she's sponsored by MTN, the radio show. Mm-hmm. Outside the radio show, if she's wearing an Airtel t-shirt. Well, she can't. But I'm saying the way she's trading the line, she's dealing with also many products. That can here, happen. Here, here's, here's the thing, though. And she can say let's, the wrong thing. Let's avoid being, uh, um, what's the perfect term? The right term is let's let's avoid being the specialist of the shadows. There's this idiom that comes out, like there's this story which says that you have prisoners, yeah, and then you incarcerate them, and then you mm. take them into a cave, right? You then kind of like you know you keep them in the cave, and then life is happening outside. They can't come out of the cave entrance. They're just there in the cave. All they ever see is when there's a bonfire. Mm. They sleep in the day and they're awake in the night. So all they ever see is the bonfire. Mm. So when the guards who are guarding them and life is happening outside, they light a bonfire because at night, mm. but we're going back to primitive life, right? Mm-hmm. What happens is those prisoners intermarry, they grow children, they grow old, whatever. They now then begin to talk about shadows. You see this shadow? Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, outside is like a sentry. It's between 9 p.m. and 11 p.m. They have to protect them, whatever. So you get professionals and professors of the shadows yeah this shadow normally comes here at this time this means that so you people sit down let me tell you what the shadows so you're analyzing the shadow and not analyzing the real world okay what i mean by that is it's easy for us to say this is what she's doing or this is what they're doing and this is what the way they're going wrong but no, no, in I the real this is what in the real world wrong. i was asking is there a conflict somewhere there there, there definitely is. There are because a lot of in my experience with radio, mm. I think maybe in Zambia, they just don't take it serious. I'll tell you, here in Australia, mm-hmm. it took me three years before they allowed me to even say hello on radio. Mm-hmm. I had to go through extensive training mm. because if I said... There's culture sensitivity. One thing wrong. 
I can bring down the whole radio station. And I'll give you a practical example right now. Yeah. Basil's M Plus is on 6PR radio. I don't know if you're familiar. Yes, with yes. That. And he said something which was against the LGBL, the, the initials. But that regardless to that, mm. he's been saying a lot of things on radio. They didn't matter. But now he's been elected the Lord Mayor of yeah, Perth. Yeah. So now he's trading. Very lightly. Yes. Very lightly on two lines. He's trading on radio where he had an opportunity to say what he wanted Whatever to say. Whatever he wants, yeah. There were no problems last year. But as soon as he got elected as a mayor, now it changes. Yeah. So my point is, um, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with what she's doing. I'm just saying how... It, I'm asking you as an expert how to balance this because... Well, She's got the, the radio stuff going. Yeah, television. Then, now, out of that she, radio... And you see, the thing with this, this influencer movement mm-hmm. is it's, it's time-specific and it's scandal-specific. <laughs> I think the new generation, they're very involved. They, want every, they think you have to be viral no, to be effective. But no, no, no. You see, they, um, look, from a media analyst perspective, right? How many times have you seen someone like Mwewan to post to say... Uh, most trending pages in Zambia on Facebook. We went to 1.3 million views. Yeah. But in the last one month, they've done it more than three or four times. Yes. Okay. And the point being, you, you have to be relevant. You see, now, the, let me answer your question. Uh-huh. You have to be relevant to the right people. Thank if, you. If you think being controversial, you see, that's the thing. It's, it's in Zambia, I had a friend. Uh, last weekend, we took the kids out, family night out. It wasn't a night. I'm, I'm laughing already because it was so bad. But we we are at this uh, private beach location. All right. Um, yeah, in a very new development in south southern suburbs. Okay. Rich people place, you know, tall buildings, expensive apartments. Where is this? Uh, Around the Kuji uh, area. In the Kuji area. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's posh. Posh. And then... One guy, at the top of his voice, several beers into the conversation, says, you know what? I would rather be a Kada in Zambia. (laughs) And then now that grabbed all our attention, like, what? And this guy is a fully qualified engineer. He's working, he's performing an engineer job here in Perth, Australia, but he'd rather rush to Zambia and be a Kada because he feels that he would make more money, right? Real quick, like... Max and all that stuff because now Max did that video where he was coming down yeah. the flight of stairs, but you don't know what's happening behind the scenes, you don't know what exactly. sacrifices people have to make behind the scenes. So that's what's happening in Zambia. You think by trending, you make On more Facebook. money, yeah, and then the trending in Zambia is a political trending. You must be rough, you must talk a lot, you must say shock value, yeah, shock value. But then that's only for Zambia, which is how many people have the actual cash to buy your product. I had a few discussions with a few people. I'm, I hate to say this, but I don't know if you saw the latest Trade Kings ad. I am... Oh, listen, what's the the one that, that's... The, the, I, the, I know the person drink. behind a whole bunch of the Trade Kings. All right. They've got a new go ad where it's... Obviously, it's like a, they've done... What is it? Which part of Trade Kings are they? Is it their Munkoyo? I don't know. No, no. It's an energy drink. Energy drink. Okay. And they had a character in there that drinks this energy drink and becomes oh, a Kung okay, Fu, okay. Kung yes. Fu Banda. Yes, 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 yes. 
So I had this discussion with a few people yes. and I said, listen, I think this ad is not... This is bad taste. This is bad. Yeah. And I said, no, 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 you don't understand. This is what people want in Zambia. And I said, okay, it's what they want. But you know we're living in a digital world. Mm. You And they used the actual Kung Fu Panda font and said Kung Fu Banda. And I said, this is there's oh, a lot of plagiarism in there. So much trouble for and that. And then on the can, they've got Bruce Lee. And this gentleman was like, nah, 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 nah. You don't understand. This is what... People praised it. I saw it on Facebook. Oh, this is creativity, whatever, whatever. And I it's said, you're, you're actually just thinking about Zambia. But think of, we're in a global society. Yeah. Which brings me back to, like, these influencers. And he, this gentleman said it himself. So I'm not making this stuff up. Yeah. All right? So Simon Mwewa. Oh, my dear Uncle Simon. Your Uncle Simon. <laughs> he said it himself. That there was a an international company that approached him, so that they can do a bit of business. Mm. Then after a few months, they told him, uh, "You know what? Unfortunately, we can't work with you because we've seen a couple of your interviews and whatever, whatever. We can't associate ourselves our brand with, with your nonsense. Yeah, your brand. Yeah. Meanwhile, but, but, he's trending. No, no. But trending where? This is why I'm saying she's not trending. That's that's a thing. What I'm saying is. You are trending. People think you are trending, and they think, but the, some of these corporations won't work with you no. because you are representing. You have to have. Um, some let, let, let me, let's okay. Let me cut you for a second. For a second, let's let's make this a a trans or a pan African conversation. <laughs> I like that. Let's make it a pan African conversation. Um, yeah. I have one of my. And unfortunately, we didn't get to... The, that's why I wanted to give the background so that when, when I throw in some names, people understand. But anyway. This post... So let's cut, this, cut, cut. You and me, we're going to do a couple of more. Yeah, we should. Because it's important to have these conversations. It's the value of the conversations. I think you've got to be my permanent guest. Anyway, let's bring it back down to this guy. This guy, my... One of my graphic designers, his name is Theo. We're being candid, so we can be honest. I love that guy. Theo is the dude who's giving you the magic on the sound oh, puppy. Oh, man. Yeah, he's impressive. Now, the way you feel he's impressive, we've got like a hundred clients who feel that way. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and we're, I'm not apologetic about that. We're good you know at what, what we do. I love Theo, the fact that I've worked with designers where I've met them personally. Yeah. And they couldn't get the vision. No. And at Theo all. got it over. I've never met this guy. Yeah. He's Online. never met me. For everyone listening out there, the backdrop, the back, background to this story is there's a guy who's working on my designs. Never met this guy for the first time in my life. We just chatted on the phone and he brought out my vision exactly the way I envisioned it. And Cranston, I think you 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 attest to this. I'm not yeah. the best person when it comes to explaining. Oh things. yeah, yeah, believe me. <laughs> I, I know I know that personally. I'm all over the place. Yeah, pretty much. But Theo is a great guy. But that's teaming, you see. It goes back to the process where you're the entrepreneur, you've, you've got this idea, you've tested it on the market, you realize that you need a strong team to support yeah. your idea in order to bring it out the way you see it. You see, that, that's why selling is important. You need to sell. You see, what, what was the reason why I put Theo and all our clients on the phone mm-hmm. is because we have to hear you say, describe so, what you want. Mm-hmm. So you're literally selling your vision. Yep. 
when 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 you sell your vision to us and where it's going the excitement of saying what oh, sound crappy i would tell you remember we had a conversation um more than an hour on a phone call where all this sound puppy stuff started coming out it's because yes. i was being energy i was being excited for you for the Amen. thing that you're trying to bring into reality yes right our job primary job is to fall in love with your vision first mm-hmm. once we once we fall in love with it then we believe it so when Theo and I and the rest of our team come up with products for you, it's because we believe in your idea 100%. All right. And then we give you the best. And not only do we do that, we also then support the rest after that because you have to bring that. You see, there are many stages to this thing, right? Yeah. There's you dreaming about it as a kid. Then there's you trying to, you know, you, now you make a bit of money. You're trying to throw some money into your childhood dream. No, straight up. Then you do that. And then now you can't afford, again, the quintessential entrepreneur's problem is they cannot afford the right talent. But if, you, if you're able to meet a team like mine where you share your idea, we fall in love with it, we visualize the idea, we give you the, the fonts and everything. Remember the package that we sent to you, right? Yes. Beyond that is now this conversation where we say, okay, let's trend in this direction. This is what you really mean. Okay. That's where the podcast as a service comes in. Okay, so you do podcasting for yourself already. You already do your, your post-production. Yeah. Are you good at it? Yes. Do you think we can monetize that as well? You're like, yeah, yeah. cool. So let's bring in four other people who don't know. And then you provide the service at a fee. So now I bring you back to the trending. Because that's where we were. Trending for the wrong... Trending for the wrong reason. Yeah. Okay, so... So I need to hear your perspective. On my that. perspective, with, like I said, I'm dealing with this person. Okay, like when, when before we started recording, you actually heard me complain about something about Mitali <laughs> and her model. This podcast is on today. <laughs> so the, mod, the, 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 the flaw in the model is this. She's actually, which is not her, by the way. It's mm-hmm. not her sitting down in the morning typing to say, hey, you guys want to do this. It's someone else who's running her. Let's do this. Yeah. So one person commented on her. Uh, recent post on Instagram saying I'm available. Do you want your business to flourish? Mm. Um, I'm an influencer. I'm available. They they rushed to position her as influencer. Okay, that's why all the crap was happening. The cars, the what, all that was to position her as an influencer. She makes her real money once you think she's an influencer. Mm. Now, the issue there is influencer for who? Influencer for what? Yeah. MTN will distance themselves from you. Yeah. Airtel will distance themselves from your nonsense. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you've got a few scandalous people like, say, hypothetically speaking, Micah Lodge, Micah Hotel, Mika, yeah. whatever. Mika Those guys, are, they're, they're not strangers to scandal. Yeah. So they wouldn't mind having you go to their hotel or whatever, you sit there under the next to the pool and then say, come to Micah Lodge. That's fine. They don't understand. But then that's only how many, out of a out of hundred, how many Micah Lodges are there? Yeah. Very few. So you, you are trying to impress the Mikas who can give you instant cash now for going the 98% of the real legitimate Protea Hotel, Intercontinental Hotel, like the big chains. So what my point is this. We live in a global community. 100%. If you want to position yourself as, a, as a, an influencer, be a trans or a pan-African influencer. Yeah, influencer. Global global don't don't think too small and just here just now the other day i saw saw this announcement i have to say this for the sake of the podcast and i'll give a contrast of the two 
All right. Listen. We're being candid. Um, <laughs> so she recently said, I'm going to spill the beans at 20 hours this night. You think, Tene Bingo, whatever, whatever that meant. You think yes. you can play around with me? I'm yeah. going to turn this country upside down. Yes. Right? Everyone's like, ooh. She's... Okay, first of all, you imagine who she's talking to. We've got no idea who she's talking to. Um, whatever but beans there, 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 there are. A few stories that came out last week. Mm. So people immediately associated with no, but that. that's it's you see that's a there's a technique in marketing in in mm. consumer behavior where you leave sufficient ambiguity for you to fill in the blank spaces. Exactly. All I have to be is sufficiently ambiguous, then everyone will think whatever they want to think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is what that that's how pastors work the way that they do. Exactly. It's reasonably you know how you go for even even witch doctors. Yeah. You go there for a consultation. They say you've got a relative. And this relative is very jealous of you. Hey, now it's you not picturing yeah. and saying, oh, this probably... I mean, I'm the, a witch doctor, dude. I have no idea who you people are. The witchcraft are. concept is easy. Once you take yourself to a witch doctor, he knows yes, everything is going to tell you. Mm. Now, my media, for me, my media analyst mind, this is where... I should not laugh, but this is where I look at these guys, right? You've seen me and uh, you see me when I go, when I'm DJing. I don't know if you've probably noticed. I always wear a white t-shirt. Blank white t-shirt. Okay. You know why? Because uh-huh. I don't want to advertise anyone. If I'm going to have anything on my t-shirt, it has re- to be paid for. I always wear a yeah, white t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait. Let's bring this back. We're being candid. Yes. There was one time we hired you. We didn't hire you per se. But you officiated at one of our events. Yes. Then this is another brand now of all the other yeah. brands. It was the costume party. Remember the yes. costume party? Yes. And as soon as you rocked up, I remember, because I remember telling the other dude who brought you on board, I didn't speak with you directly. Mm. And um, my business partner then said that they want to bring you on board. Yeah. I was like, no, we don't want Slim because we're trying to differentiate ourselves. Yes. So we don't want to bring in the old, the same old. Mm-hmm. Right? We want to differentiate and he's like, no, but, you know, he gives his reasons. And then immediately I told him, Slim won't get the event. Yes. He will not. Mm-hmm. And if he can, he will refuse to get it. Mm-hmm. Then he says, no, but Slim is going to do his thing. Okay, cool. Can you at least tell Slim to come in a costume? Yeah. What did Slim do? I rocked up in my own shit. Yeah. <laughs> the first thing I said was, sorry, you know, excuse me. This is a costume party. Yeah. You're not in costume. Yep. Th- that disparity is we can we can easily tie that with the Mutalemanza situation. I didn't rock up in costume because one, first of all, I didn't get the proper description of what you're blaming. You're blaming. Don't blame. No, 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 I'm not blaming. But I didn't know what it's a costume party. Just any costume. It was a costume party that mm. was going to be live. Yes. On all platforms and whatever, whatever. Yes. I didn't have time to tell my audience, listen, I'm going to be a costume party. Oh, you mean this is you and being then, lazy? No, no, no. It's not me being lazy. It was a costume party for a live. Then it was a birthday party. There were like three things in Plus one. it was, a, yeah, there was also that, um, the Saiga, where we can mention names. And then, then Saiga was, was going to yeah, Saiga. perform. Yeah, so Lloyd I, Entertainment was doing so that. So my question was, is this a launch party for an album? Is this a birthday party? Or is this just a costume it party? It was you getting into costume. <laughs> I mean, the, the minimum thing you could do is be in costume. 
sorry but i got the confirmation a day before and i just couldn't even get a pass listen the party you had before that one the camouflage party yeah the camouflage party yeah that one i was i was ready for that but you were not there yeah no, no but i was happy for that the way you laid that down yeah was good this one the other costume party like, yeah. there was like three costume parties in one yeah the camouflage yeah. one was straight it was forward. just straightforward the yeah, wakanda with the dashikis yeah the dashiki was straightforward yeah i asked what costume am i supposed to come in our man said um let's mention and, names you made no, no, me I'm drop not gonna names. names no 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 both you you made me Finger drop Line. names yeah let's go let's go you could have names. said animal themed or whatever yeah i'm or, not the or only one who skin. didn't come in costume by the way for the sake of this podcast <laughs> there were there were a couple I like of people say for the sake of this yeah yeah podcast. let's because you see you have to backtrack a little bit yeah actually he's right there were a, a couple of people who rocked up that evening in without cost and I can tell you, only Slim didn't go because he couldn't. He was DJing. Everyone else went to change and came back in costume. Every single one of them. Matolo didn't have a costume. Matolo went and became... Now we're mentioning names. This is Matolo one of us. Because he's our boy. Well, he's our boy. He went and got a Rambo. He actually came with a plastic. He was in camo. From the camo party, the previous camo party. I misunderstood the concept. He came in and he came in as Rambo. He came in as I, I totally misunderstood the concept. Yeah. So that's why I even said, had right. the afro and the, and, the, and the fake gun. Yeah. So at the end of the night, I said, "All right, I'm a sports guy. I had Puma. I'm well, a trainer." Yeah, but you know. So I disappointed you guys in other ways. Mm, yes. <laughs> you see, here's the thing. For someone like me. Yes. Um, I'm involved with a lot of businesses. I really am, and. We, we fire clients. You look at a client, you already you want their money, yes, but it's not about yeah. the money. If we gel, we gel. If we don't, you can keep your money That's it. and go, you know, there's so many agencies out there. So at that time, in yeah. that moment, to me, it was like a self-fulfilling prophecy because I did want Fingerland to say, but you know, Slim won't come in in a costume. No, no, no. Make sure he comes oh, in a costume. Fingerland. And you didn't. Fingerland, this is on you. Fingerland said, he didn't, it, when I came there, first of all, he wasn't even in costume as well. He said, I said, this is short what? notice. This dude, we, we spent three this hours is short, getting him into costume. Short notice, period of COVID. Yeah. Most costume yeah. places were closed. And I'm yeah. thinking, where am I going to grab a costume? Is it okay if I just came, I'll be behind the scenes doing the music. You were the headline act. Outside I of Fingerland. I was the headline No, act. no, you were not. I get that. Yeah. But 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 this is the thing though. We... Communication. No 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 no. Mm. Hang on. Every time <laughs> you leave your door, yeah, you're working. Yeah. For no. you, for Sound Puppy, for Slim, whatever it is. But brand you is working when you leave that door. And uh, do you know what I do? I I only wear. When I'm going out, I'm aware of this. I only wear few. If I'm not in Puma, I'll be in a white T-shirt. Because I, I, I don't wear, like, I represent other brands and all that. Well, luckily, since we met, now you wear slim. Of, of course. P-O-B-A, which People's brings me champion. back, which now comes back to the whole, what Mutale was doing. Mm. This is my now my media analysis point. There's a Ford Ranger. Mm. There's a um, 
Range Rover. It was mo- listen. Most people don't know that all this. I've learned this from you indirectly. There's money coming here and there. I don't know how much Ford paid her. I hope they did. It's most likely an individual, but let's go. And then I hope Range Rover paid her. They they wouldn't benefit anything from paying anything. her. Because the Zambian market isn't one to buy 10 Ford or Rangers. The champagne company. So me, I'm looking at connotations. Yeah. So you've got your Range Rover parked mm-hmm. there, whatever. whatever. Money is coming because in. Me, when I'm analyzing these things, it's get it gets down to every detail. Positioning. Mm-hmm. That car, where is it positioned? The color, everything. What? As you talk, I'm going to show you a live Mutali Mwanza post. Yes. And then I'm going to refute a couple of the stuff you've said. Okay, yeah. Okay, so. so the you, colors you, you pick. Yeah. What are they sending a message? Because colors are important. Yeah. We've talked about this when you were... When we're going back and forth with the colors. Yeah. You can't have a race. Now you can anyway because people don't care anymore. But people don't realize that there are certain colors that you can put on your restaurant and people won't come in. Yeah, you can. You need certain colors. So, like like red and yellow, immediately people get hungry if, if, on that. Yeah. Yeah. And when she did that whole post, she was trying to make it organic. Mm. I did a post on Facebook and mm-hmm. I got like three, four hundred responses. All I said was like, so she bought herself a car and then she surprised herself yeah because it didn't look for organic. social media yeah there's no way you can have a surprise party where you come up mm. and your present is there who brought that present yeah yeah there, the there, were, there were so many flaws so many flaws but but for me uh-huh. you've done your media analysis yeah. here's where for me it really just it screams nonsense <laughs> all right my media analysis no no your analysis is I'm, I'm not saying your analysis is nonsense what i'm saying is her positioning and her her branding and her efforts oh. where they scream nonsense yeah so this is dated when um one day ago yesterday oh. and she's you can see it now for the purpose of the podcast she's it's a gold background it looks very glittery, and then they've they've cropped out this image of her it's in a this bad ad, by the way. Yeah, if if I zoom in, you see that her eye is actually off. Yeah. But the words are: Do you want someone to influence your brand? No. Mutale Mwanza can help you do that. Email, blah blah blah. Okay, cool. And then part of the comments. This is where I came in because then my one of my business partners actually tagged me into the post because. <laughs> Because we're looking for we're looking for places to place our ads. Like we take these things seriously. So, um, this part goes to say one of the persons say, um, "Blah blah, I have sent you two email messages so far, no response." Uh-huh. Okay, twenty three minutes into her post, and then she replies. This is not her replying, by the way. It's just like the people managing it. They say, yeah, "Scratch the email, call this number," and there's a number there. My sincere apologies. So that's the 096 number, and that goes into WhatsApp. So perfect. So what I do, I get the number, right? Yeah. I go on WhatsApp, and then I, I WhatsApp the number, and I say, okay, hey, listen, I'm interested in whatever. The same person said that, what package do you have for small businesses? Yeah. 
the response more than likely by the white girl is you know for the sake of the podcast the white girl is her manager now <laughs> for the sake of the podcast yeah because people are listening you know they wouldn't know yeah this person says for small businesses the package is 500 quarter per post so i go in her dms and i say okay what's this 500 okay i'm interested in the 500 package what comes with it they oh. describe three posts it must be between this date and that date. You must be able to send the 500 by this date. Otherwise, you know, we'll post it. So in short, they have no, they, they're not telling me directly what, I'm, what my 500 is getting it's me. Getting number you. one. Number two, they don't care about my brand. Yeah. You see? And this is the punchline for all of this rant that I've gone on. Okay. If you want to be an influencer, care for your clients. Listen to your clients. If, 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 if I'm going to get your influencer dollars, I'm an influencer and you want to pay me. And this is what's paying my mortgage. This is what's paying for my cars. This is what's paying for my lifestyle. Then I need you to come back to me more than once. Okay? Mm-hmm. You don't come with your 500 and you go. And then I'll get rich. I need you to come at least 10 times. In marketing and consumer behavior circles, we call it customer lifetime value. If I get you through the door once... I have to value you at least 10, 10, 10 spaces in front. So you come once, you pay, you go, you come back 10 times, then I've got your customer lifetime value. Okay. So regarding the influencer role, if I'm going to, I'm not saying, hey, I'm a platform like Muevantu. I'm a mm. platform like TMZ. I'm a platform like this. And just advertise on me and then you automatically have business success. No, mm. it is advertise on my platform and I will ensure you increase your sales. I will ensure your brand is exposed. Yeah, either it's either are you increasing my sales is or there a is brand awareness yeah. or is it just if, I want if, to get more Facebook likes it has to no, be not specific. necessarily that it's the bottom line it's the needle it's yeah. the needle at the bottom line mm-hmm. if I'm gonna give if you believe you're an influencer slim mm-hmm. and you want to charge me say nominal 500 kwacha mm. what am I paying the 500 kwacha for Mm. I'm not paying it because I like you and you got a following. I am paying it because then I'm going to, from this 500, I should make 1,500 in sales. All right. There must be a direct link between me giving you money and the sales at the, you see the bottom needle? Yeah. My revenue actually moving. Moving because, because of your input. Of your input. You're the influencer. You influence, influence people to buy my product. To, yeah, to buy your product. So if, right. if that movement doesn't happen, I'm wasting 500 quach. True. So let's let's just tone it down. This is not a master class or anything like that. It turned into a master class. Let's bring it down. Let's, let's switch. Down. Do we switch? Yeah, if you want to switch it. Let's switch it up because I had a few topics and we haven't even touched yeah, any can, of let's, them. Let's do it. Uh but let's let's stick to the same lane, but just on a different uh aspect. Because um, if you listen to my previous podcast, Jerusalem, I spoke about artists and this is we had a few dots in this one where we're talking about you know your worth and whatever what are you influencing local or whatever because i was there was an outro out do you call it an outrage or whatever yeah well complain that uh, they were bringing in international acts into the country and i think i said listen which country what artists zambia getting artists from south africa to go and perform in zambia and they get paid more and the local artists. Yeah. So my my thing was like, listen, 
um, Master KG, Jerusalem is the biggest African track right now, yeah. of all time right now. Yeah. So there's no way that guy is going to charge the same amount as a local artist. I'm not insulting. We... We, we did the background research on how Jerusalem became a global hit. Uh-huh. We actually found the video, the first video that went viral. Yes. And people thought, you see, what they did was they got this video out of Wales, Vienna or I'm something. I'm glad I have you today. And then they, they I, I've got the original, I wish we could play it, but we can't because it's an interactive podcast. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, you yeah. can play the original video, the original sound. that The, the song they were playing originally for that dance wasn't yes. Jerusalem. Yes. So someone somewhere got that footage, overlaid it with Jerusalem, and, and then just posted it like, "Hey, listen, you know this guy, because because they, you know, you support local. Yes, you play with what you play. So exactly. if I'm I'm an I'm, I'm a piano dude. Yeah, I associate with I'm a piano DJs. I associate with I'm a piano gigs. Uh-huh. I love I'm a piano. That's it, right? So <laughs> someone who loved I'm a piano Jerusalem genre overlaid the video over this thing, and it just went up. So if you analyze it from that perspective, yep. you will find that it's easy. It's make it easy song go that far. to make something go viral. Now, yeah, the, the fallout would be because remember those Nom Table had a problem with Master KG over royalties. Yes. Because they said, look, it's a 50-50 thing. Yes, Master KG, but it's her vocals. What, what, what? Yeah. Yeah. And then I recently put a post on one of my pages where you have to congratulate her and recognize her and of say, course. this is a part of your of work. Of course. Right? What, what, whatever little part any person played in that song yes. is key. All you have to do is remove that lady's voice and it won't be the same song. No, not at all. Sony, Sony Africa yeah. has signed it, what, we're talking 10 days ago? Yeah. 11 days ago? Yeah. Where Nomsembo, yeah, I was saying Nomsembo because I'm South African, but you have to pronounce it differently. Yeah, Sony came and signed her up. There you go. And all of her music has now been catalogued, so they've got an exclusive distribution deal. The only place you can find her music playing is through Sony. Now, that's where I was getting at. Um, I had an opportunity, I've done a few, I won't mention because of intellectual property and all that, but I know how music in Australia is, gets to be on radio, mm-hmm. right? I've been to Nova FM, I've been to Mix FM. I know they've got a system that they use mm-hmm. for an African artist. It's hard. Very few African songs have featured on on Perth radio. You know that. Yeah. How many African songs have you heard? Um, they actually have this this um radio station where they kind of just let they bring an African DJ do can kind of play. Yeah, but those are community radio. Yeah, those are community radio. It's community still mainstream radio. But but Jerusalem featured on the community on, on Nova on the, FM. Yeah, Nova FM on commercial. It's yeah. playing. The only other song, African song, was um uh. Tina, I think, what's who sang that song? I'm a DJ, I should know. It's a, that boy, the Nigerian boy. Yes. Yeah. That song was on Nova, on repeat. Yeah. The other song what's his is name? Jeru- yeah, Jerusalem anyway, is mm. playing every day. 
three times a day on Nova. Yeah, they roster it. Yes, I know. So it's rostered. Yeah. It's on heavy, ro- it's yeah, heavy rotation. Heavy rotation. Yeah. Now, to get even new artists, even for a Beyonce's new song, mm. to get on Perth Radio, oh, there's tough. a lot of juggernauts that yeah. have to go through the signing. Yeah. Jerusalem right now is playing. Yeah. Here. Easy. So what's your point? My point is when your song has got all the elements, mm-hmm. it'll get to be played on radio. No. I disagree. Oh no no. no. Now finish. Listen, I'm still going. Mm. Jerusalem by elements, I'm actually adding what you say. Mm. The way they did the marketing and all that, yes, and brought it to the a promotion perspective. Yes. The, the way they play music here, there's a guy in charge of music, a music director. Stop for the sake of a podcast, yes, <laughs> stop. Yeah, um, the, the devil is in the details, yes, okay, yeah. Um, you can say, No, this one was because of this, her voice was this peach. Oh no, no, they made this video this way and then they overlaid. All of that is the devil in the details. Yes. There is a proven method for which you can make something viral. Yes. There is. Yes. All you need to do is incorporate the virality effect in whatever movement that you're doing. You give it an um, added advantage at being viral. Yeah. I'll give a a quick example. On on the DJ Vingaland page, um, you know how when you're scrolling on your Facebook, yeah. there, there's your whatever you posted, mm. then there's like your friends, what they posted, so keep in touch with your friends, your connections. Then there's going to be a part where there's a viral video. It's like a suggested, you know, suggested yeah. post. Yeah. And then you look at this thing, whether it's, if, if you're into music, it'll be DJs, you know, strutting their stuff at their home because of lockdown uh, and it looks yeah. good. If, if like for me, I'm into marketing, it'll be something like what someone did, this one went viral. So the Facebook algorithm will pick according to your interest. It predicts what is going to be viral for you. Yes. Now, what viral means, though, it means that you have a million people who resonate with something, a piece something. of footage. Yeah. That's all it means. Well, the, the, the post, wait, post COVID. Yeah. The Facebook, I'm, I'm, for the sake of the podcast, I'm advising anyone and everyone who does paid ads online, Facebook yeah. and Instagram, pay now, pay a lot. Yeah. And be confident in your product. Oh, because everyone's come. Every, everyone Ev- has come because everyone has come online. It has sharpened. It has sharpened yeah. the algorithm. I can now, post a video right now, and I. Anyway, I don't want to sound too crazy, <laughs> but go. This this is what I'm doing now in real real life. All right. You you can you have to make a page viral. When the page goes viral as a result of a viral post, which is then synonymous to the page, uh-huh. the, you know, there's page shares. No, we're not talking about shares. Yeah. We're talking about your original content, which you put on your page going yes. viral, like Jerusalem, for example. Now, yeah. So what I was saying with Jerusalem and these radio stations, they've got... Uh, heavy rotation. That heavy rotation, there's a music director there. Mm. Believe me, they get billions of these songs that come in. Yeah. Billions every day, the songs come yeah. in, and there's a lot of hoops that they have to cross. This, this, yeah. Some of them are viral for a day, some of them weeks or yeah. whatever. Whatever. When a music director for a radio station, say here, decides this is a song we're gonna put on the list, there are so many. I've seen it, 
they've got this whole system that yeah. they go through. Yeah. They walked me through it. It's just, first of all, radio stations in Australia don't have DJs. It's automated. All those guys who talk, they just talk. There's a guy who sets up but, music. But, but wait, wait, day. wait. I know we're going to go into a whole run. No, no, no. no. Let's I'm, take it back a little bit. You must have a product first. So yes, your, your song but, must be nice in the first place. Forget yeah, the, the yeah, yeah, virality. Yeah, yeah. Now, 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 what I'm saying is people mm. think that when a DJ likes your song, it automatically be played the way it is in mm. Zambia. It, you get your DJ liking and your song will go on air or whatever, whatever. These major stations, they don't operate in that format. No. So for Jerusalem to get played, all right? On, on every air, rotation, yeah. On, uh, and then not once then put it on you mentioned algorithms they had checked the algorithms they had checked this the streaming the record the yeah. streamings the companies mm. that, that song is twice platinum in, in italy yeah. you don't even know what the guy is saying so if they've got all these procedures that they go through mm. and then they put it on let me say a tab yeah yeah so yeah. every every presenter who comes there is there the yeah. other presenter couldn't even <laughs> pronounce the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, why haven't us, especially on the Zambian market, why haven't we tapped in this the, scenario? Okay, so first of all, here's mm -hmm. my answer, here's my opinion. Oh. You must understand virality first. Mm. Okay. Um, there, there are several dimensions to this, but I, but the first thing, like Vuligate, you know, Vuligate, John Vuligate, yeah, it's Vuligate. actually a, remove the virality. It's actually a cool song on its own. The beat is good, the production is good. It's and, fun. And, and, and do you know this is now my media analysis? There's only one part to that song that yeah. has gone. The Most people don't yeah, even know Vuligate. the whole entire song. Yeah, they don't know it came out. Yeah, yes, <laughs> I get, I get all of that. But, but whilst we we, we now we're going round. But whilst we we say the John Vuligate is because of Totsi, so it's riding the Totsi wave, and it's being smart. This is what, what I said earlier on in the exactly. podcast. To say you you have to ride the Blackest King wave. If you're not riding that wave, then you you're not you're not really aware of what's happening. Okay. You had Black Lives. You get all these memes. Kobe Bryant died, and then it's like Black Friday. You know, like, oh, Black Friday is a bad thing, so put black black picture on your ad. Yeah. So we, why don't why don't why don't our artists do that? It's not because their job. There's, there's a lot of talent. It's not it's not their job. Let me come back to the Bully Gate song. If you were to, without understanding even calm, quiet, or whatever, if you listen to John Bully Gate and you're a bang person like bass, the yeah. beats are pretty good. Yes. The vocals are pretty good. Dude is shouting. You're like, I can actually feel this song. Af Afrobeats. Yeah. Afrobeats is, so, is, is penetrated the market. So the first thing is, you must have a product which is bearable, uh -huh. which is consumable, at uh -huh. least. Okay? Yeah. Then from there, you try to make it viral. You try to make it featuring, because actually the song that's going viral is not the original song, the ensemble and, and Master. It's the remix with Burner Boy, whoever they had on. Yeah, that's yeah, the one yeah. taking its round. Well, it's not the original uh -huh. track. It's, it's it's the one with better boy because it's more universal. It's more practical. No, no, no. It's because the original, like you said, there's discrepancies with Sony Africa. Yeah. But the remix with better boy, that's a different record company. Yeah. And that one was cleared. Yes. Quickly, 
And Master KG was sharp enough to allow Benna Boy to do the remix. That was his pathway into into the world. Into but the but then it's it's it goes back down to the basic. This is where that's why I keep interjecting. I need I need the people, the listeners. If listeners, they, listen. it's for the sake of the podcast. Yeah. The first <laughs> thing you must have is an enjoyable product. Yes. Because we all, those of us who are into marketing, distribution, whatever, whatever, we understand that it's easier to make something go viral if it's good in the first place. Okay. Master KG understood the virality factor of the original song. He also understood the virality factor of a remix song. So he pushed the remix side of it. But you know, Master KG, they didn't really like that his style in the beginning. Is well, they, still, they still don't. Master KG is not trending now. Oh, I have a right to talk about it because I'm, you know. Oh, by the way, let's go back to this thing about artist management. Um, for the sake of the podcast, this let this benefit some people. <laughs> this episode is going to be called "For the Sake of the Podcast." Let this benefit some people who are listening. Diverse people. Let's Please cover as many it. people as we can. Speak on it. You, you want to get into entertainment business. You want to get into virality, whatever. Mm. There, there is the initial... I'm banging on this for a reason. There is the initial offering that you're trying to present to people. Mm. Make sure that initial offering is consumable first. It must be consumable. It must be nice. Then, on top of that, get the most, the highest special, specialties, the people who know what they're doing. Of course, you don't have money for it. Sell your vision, sell your idea for that. Because that's what people like me buy. Yeah. All right. At my core, I'm an investor. I invest in any business idea. It doesn't matter whether it's in agriculture. It could be in fintech. It could be music. It could be. I'll give you an example. Hey, sorry, I keep. I love examples. This. Example is like this: DJ. The reason why I'm in the DJ space. Uh huh. Now we're talking. Is because DJs are the laziest people out there. It's the easiest money. Believe me. No. 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 It's the easiest money. You never make your the own struggle. song unless you're. No, no. The struggle is because you don't have people like me on behind you. Can I tell you? Most people think DJs just before wake you up on say. That day. Before you say, let's talk about business and the format. All right, let's talk mm. about a business model. How you make your money? A DJ's business model uh-huh. is his ability to connect songs that sound the same, which are hot at the same time, and they keep you dancing for more than three songs. No. Wait. I'll explain why. Because you're, you're speaking from the technical side. Nah, that's not being a DJ. But from the consumer side, I'm going to pay oh, money. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to buy that's tickets. That's consumers think. Yeah. 100%. But then Correct. who are you DJing for? The consumer. So Listen. you should be concerned about what the consumer... Anyway, let's, let's, let's bring it back. DJs are the laziest people that I know in entrepreneurship because they don't make the music. All they do is just borrow people's products, which is songs, Ow. put them together, make it look what? and sound nice for an hour, three, four hours, and I perform and I pay, get paid. You literally Didn't siphon off other people's listen products. Listen to what he's saying. To I'm telling you, <laughs> that's why I'm in the DJ business. Okay. It's the easiest so want way to make of us making money. Lazy. No, no, not really unlazy, but I get what you do. But and do I think you it's, know it's, it's fantastic. One aspect that people don't know about DJs. People only think a DJ's job is, oh, my function is 5 o'clock to 12 Mm o'clock. They think my work is 5 to 12. Mm -hmm. No. 
we if you hire me yeah, you for to your prepare gig, playlist whatever but can you can you just two months of me prepping no not true if if your function is to yeah top djs we prep it if you hire me for your function slim i told you at the beginning of the of the, the, the podcast no, the podcast all right we had a discussion people were calling me mm-hmm. and i said i don't want to take yeah you want me to DJ yeah, tomorrow yeah, yeah and i said i'm not gonna do it because they want a jukebox not a dj mm-hmm. you know what the difference yeah, they yeah. want me to go there and they just yeah, boom, 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 boom. yeah now for my reputation we like it's like a wedding you hire me in advance mm-hmm. give me information so this Tell is what me. we do mm-hmm. you hire me in advance and i start prepping and i say all right it's on the 20 for example the next shishanyama is on the 22nd yeah. i knew this a couple of weeks ago yeah i've been prepping i've been laying down songs and i'm thinking and, and I'm, I'm thinking yeah if i you dro- have to catch up you drop a tracks. song in there yeah. it doesn't work you remove it yeah. Making a playlist is just not mixing whatever, whatever. You go through the motions. It's, it's the job is not the actual day. It's the build up to the day. On the actual day, you're done. You're set. Look, that's why it's called a set. In 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 my world, your world. In my world, you your business model. Okay, uh-huh. your business model works wonderfully. Because you spend zero time producing the songs you're gonna play. No, no, wait, no. Wait, wait. Let me finish. Unlike, unlike Ford Motors, which has mm. to make the Ford car. Mm. Yeah, uh-huh. you don't have to make the song. You don't spend the studio time, the production time, and the money. You do none of that. All you do is get the trending tracks, which your audience can dance to, and cue them in the way that you think is funky. Yeah. Listen. Do, do you make the songs? Do you know how hip hop was born? We're talking about DJing. Not yeah, yeah, yeah. DJs created hip hop. At every DJ's call, a DJ is a beat maker. Okay? So we make beats. So to a, any person, it sounds like or other people have produced that song. And then we just put them together. We don't. When we are DJing, we are actually creating our own beat. We're not just DJing. We are actually creating one major song for the whole night. So Pretty you much. Don't, yeah, you so match we, it up. Yeah. yeah. So we just don't throw things in there. We are beat makers. So we are actually making a beat. We're making a but soundtrack. You're, 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 the, the, the ingredients it, 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 to your soup. No, 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 no. Are not, you don't grow them. Listen, it's the same thing. It's like a chef buys salt. He doesn't uh, let, make let me, the salt. Let me, let me but he stop puts you. the salt let to the... Let me stop you there. I'll stop you there for a second. <laughs> I'm telling you. I have, I have this argument with... Um, Wrong I, I'm, argument, I'm, I'm for you. Way. No, no. I'm for you. It's not like I'm yeah. against you. I'm for you. Yeah. I have this argument with promoters. They think they can get a DJ to rock up. You play your decks, you set, and then they pay you little money, and then you go. Okay. Promoters are a different breed. When 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 I started into this this DJ thing by promoting Fingerland and stuff, the quote was a problem for me because they always underquoted. They said, "Oh, this amount." I'm like, "No, no, 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 bro. There's a lot of work behind this." So 
the the amount of work and speciality and the years of intellect do not match the hourly pay it doesn't so i am fighting for all djs that are in my circle to get paid quite a bit amount of money quite a lot actually to be yeah. honest oh. because the i understand the dj's role of dictating the mood of the whole event if if the dj for example doesn't rock up at my event my shisanyama i'm i'm screwed yeah but 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 your and um your description of the dj doesn't produce a song no, no, the business model of the a business dj model. is what i am i'm i'm yeah but at, at the end of the day a dj creates a memory a dj yeah. creates a lifestyle yeah. and those are things that are very hard to put a price on well it's, it, it's like it just makes it makes it expensive we, it's like we live in a fantasy world we we, we, it's not measurable. What you feel when I play Jerusalem to a person, probably maybe who had an uncle or whatever. Mm. For example, there's a gentleman who just passed away. The Zimbabwean guy, Jinimbi. Yeah. yeah. Popular guy, rich guy, whatever, yeah, whatever yeah. right? I've, I've, I've done my part on the Jinimbi um, story. Yeah. yeah. He, before he died, the night before he died, when he jumped into that car. Yeah, he gave a whole short video. Yeah. There was a song that was playing there. And then when he went to the party, there was Vulaget playing there. Three songs. The song when he was going to the party, the song mm-hmm. at the party, and the song, the song was, after. Yeah, when he was going to his death. His fr- These songs are now stuck to that guy's memory to the point where there are guys going to his funeral. They're playing these songs because they realized those were like his favorite songs. Yeah, yeah, timestamp. So, yeah, that's a memory that's been created. And if you're a DJ mm. at the genie, because they're trying to get a DJ at the funeral, you would have to include those songs. You play those songs in memory of him. You, you didn't sing those songs. People are not going to remember who sang that song. Yeah. They're going to remember the DJ played those songs in a certain sequence. Yeah, that is relevant. And, and that's the, yeah. a memory created. And that's why... So, let me, let me ask you this question. Go how ahead. much? How much? Huh. Now, I have... Let's, let, we, we've been on this podcast for quite a bit. It's going yeah, to be a long one. Now. We're almost like two hours you can, into the game. Yeah, oh. we can still go for another two hours. Yeah, it's important information. <laughs> I'm telling you, conversation is important. This... Um, you know, I've learned a lot of stuff. Let's bring I hope it back. You have to. Yeah, we're going. We're going. We're, going. we're recording. Let's go. Let's go. So, in that in the, in that situation, how much? Mm. Now, I have I have taken off my hat as the consumer. Okay. Mm. Yeah. I'm no longer consuming your DJ music and how you mix it. Mm. Let's go back to me being the host of the event. So I'm the I'm the family for Jinimbi, ne? And we're trying to, to, to create a memory stamp based on the songs playing. And it's your job to do that, to yeah. make it work for me yeah. as the de- bereaved family yeah. and the people who are here who love Jinimbi. Ne? Yes. How much do you charge for that service? Listen, first of all, every function has got a different meaning and outcome, right? some as a dj 
there are functions that you can go to where they just want answer you answer the question no, no no before i answer the question i have to tell you how it happened we've we've been through the how it's a podcast people have been listening I'll right charge... here right now you are charging me a fee justify the fee. you want, you want the hypothetical no no fee. let's we're being candid here we're being honest here you are like let me let me give some background so that it it, it preempts your answer i want to be as accurate as possible uh, the tough mm. thing is mm. when you hire a dj mm-hmm. we most of us have minimum how much the question is no it, it, it's you, different you've, you've wait hang on you have described the importance of the role you play it's different with this kind of dj Okay, let's this hypothetically let's, let's bring it to the Jinimbi funeral. I won't get less than a thousand dollar quacha what Dollars. currency. Dollars. For how long? An hour or the whole funeral? The you whole are fu- the, the whole funeral is different. Let's let's get the context in. You are creating memories for those attending the funeral. You are you are cementing memories for me, the bereaved family, because those are the three songs that came in the video. That's what I want my guy, the be- the, the person who's dead, to be remove remembered. The, by. Remove the words bereaved, because first of all, you've got the funeral directors there. They don't yeah. give you discounts. Well, that's Australia. They don't give you discounts. If my hourly rate is hundred and fifty dollars an hour, mm. I'm gonna charge you that. So how much do you think as the DJ who's cementing these memories for the value? This is not Janimbi's funeral. We're not talking about just any funeral. Yeah, just any other funeral. Yeah. No, no, no. We're not talking about any other funeral. Yeah. We're talking about here now. I'm the artist manager. I'm you the, your earlier question was how do I get how do I DJ at that event? So well, I get you to DJ at that event now. First of all, how much would you charge for this thing you've described as for the attendees, I'll, they get the memories. For the people, the bereaved, they get that the oomph to say, this is what he was playing, this DJ is aware, he's making this funeral work. First of all, I, I, I won't mention the figures, but I'll tell you one. First of all, a funeral is an unpredictable thing. Mm-mm. So you're going to yeah, hire yeah, 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 me yeah, yeah. at short notice. The devil is in the details. No, 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 no. Don't get Listen, into the details. You're going to hire me at short notice because remember when podcast I podcast people. What did Pod- I say? A people in the podcast what world. What did I say earlier this on? This is a DJ who has been asked for a quotation and he is failing to give a quote. I can't give a quote on air. Listen, when you asked me previous, I said you hire me. How mm. many gigs have I turned out today? Because I'm here quite a bit, yeah. Yeah, because they are short notice. So I'll look at what have I lost? Because you a funeral is unpredictable. Yeah, comes when it comes. You call me today and say, Slim, we definitely need you today. If I had functions booked on Saturday and Sunday that I was charging maybe a thousand dollars, I'm gonna charge you that. Because yeah, I have I'm... to for go yeah. yeah so it's 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 a gray area but it's an unpredictable business it's different for me going to a club how every much night. i have a funeral there's all these clubs happening and you're gonna cancel it's, all of that how it, much would you charge me if to make I, my funeral if i was gonna make three thousand dollars on my weekend and i cancel that i'm gonna charge you three thousand dollars if the poor bearers of Listen, 
I'm assuming there's a high class funeral home in Zimbabwe. Yeah, it's Jinimbi, of course. Yeah. So if Jinimbi's family said, forget, attend to our guy, mm. I'm going to make you, I'm going to give you a personal yeah, story. Yeah, let's get personal. My mom, my own mom, she passed away in Lusaka, but she lived in Indola. Her church was in Indola. Her last wish was like, return me to my church. Mm-hmm. All right. But before she passed away, my brother was uh, was about to take her home to Ndola. She was quite sick, but mm-hmm. she was okay. So my brother on a Saturday says, all right, mom, I'll drive you back to Ndola. She says, you know what? I know I'm going to die soon, but take me home. So my mm-hmm. brother was like, before we take you home, let's go to the hospital. So they run a few tests. So she, he takes her to the hospital by the clinic and the doctor says, oh, all right, I'll run a few tests. She was there. Fine. And she's like, um, all right. Uh, the doctor says, I'll check her BP and all that, whatever, whatever. And my brother's like, oh, what do you want before we go on the journey? Mm-hmm. It's four hours. My mom's mm-hmm. like, ah, pretty far, yeah. get me some water, whatever, whatever. My brother's like, okay, cool. So he goes. She was at Copmed, Mandahill. That's close by. So he goes there, he's buying a few things. I've been at Copmed. 20 minutes later, Continue, he gets a yeah. phone call. The doctor says, your mom just went downhill. My brother's trying to stop all these things, whatever, whatever. Calls my sister. My sister was there, and my mom told my sister, go and buy me some chihuahua. I want to have some lunch before we go. Mm. These people come back. My mom's passed away. All right? So now we're like, we didn't even know... There was a funeral coming. Yeah. And so yeah. we thought, geez. Because in our mind, we take her to Ndola. The funeral will be Ndola. We had factors there in Ndola. We had the amounts maybe say, okay, we were predicting if it's in Ndola, this is how much that's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Just to be fair. So now she passes away in, Indo- in Lusaka. And we said, you know what? This is her last wish. We need to take her back to the Coco Bell. So we had to move around, mm-hmm. search and find logistics, logistics and all that. Yeah. I was here in Australia when I heard my mom was sick. I was like, I'm going to fly to Lusaka. And then, so she dies before I even start off. So I had to change all that. I had to fly. My brother says, you know what? You fly to Ndola. So I go to South Africa, change my flight, fly to Ndola. One hour later, my brother had to, we had to rearrange everything, mm. transport the body from Lusaka to Copper Belt. Mm-hmm. When she was in Lusaka, the budget was something. Let me just predict, uh, say, ten thousand. Yeah. All this changed, like in a second, in a minute. So we had to now pay for all these different things, whatever, whatever. I arrived in Dollar. Thankfully, early on, the body got there. We did whatever. whatever. Everything just tripled, 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 tripled. So what I'm saying, DJing, it's it's a bad business somehow. There are businesses that you can say, if I hire you, Slim, you play this. There are businesses where they can hire, I've been hired to just go and switch on a sound system, plug a phone in, and sit 
and get paid more than I go to a club and basically play yeah. whatever, whatever because you're different dealing with different customers, right? So the funeral arrangement I'm talking about is just a, a concept to say certain businesses are unpredictable, like a funeral house, like even Janimbi. Everything is different with him right now, as in. Okay, wait. We have to. I, 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 I can see. I can feel. I can hear. Yeah. The emotional so, attachment. To if it. you hire me for a funeral, yeah. Answer the question. The question is: If my fee is hundred and fifty dollars, that's when you hire me in advance and we negotiate. But if you call me today and say, "Boom, slim," won't you just come and play one song? I'm not gonna charge you twenty dollars. I'll charge you the same amount. I'll mm. charge you probably an hour's fee, mm. or because it's something out of my reach. I'll look at my losses. I'm good at all that. Yeah, you're a businessman. Yeah, of course. No, the, the the contracts you've forgotten. Contracts that will be cancelled. My biggest issue, uh-huh. as a promoter. Now I, you're a promoter. I found myself into it. <laughs> Honestly, look, let me, I can, I can, again. I don't know how long this podcast can go. All right, let's let's, can, let's play a song. Yeah, let's we'll get break. a toilet break, and then we come back, and then we will finish it off. This is um, a good friend of mine, VGZ, and I play this song because VGZ came here one day, and we had a a, a bit of back and forth because I was doing everything. Mm. And it was like, ah, Slim, you're doing everything, whatever. Let's play VGZ, then we'll come back. Okay, that's not VGZ. That's VGZ. Sauce, 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 sauce. Tambela mumila, baby I want you close to me. Onagabo de guama, don't mind them go down low for me. Commander, no landa, kani mini lankundo ya kulwanda, nikanga, kakumamba, magulu bina pali kive swama kwana. Commander, no landa, kani mini lankundo ya kulwanda, yeah. Omolilo pie pie omolilo Kopola mobo soma gwadi orilo Afuni kante pe ni general Ansani kambo bombe kwa tekendolo Nakulata akuna matata Spakalaka kwa tustamba mobo kaka Kwebi lobo timangati bala kaka Kutuwa pichanya kumapeto mpaka paka Bobo mleka denyu dab Ini Mose la panani muka lab Ini Tate mama gelo ba mwaneke vifini Sonde la manibulo wa mwanga jimfini Komanda, no landa, kani mini lankundo ya kulwanda, nikanga, kakumamba, magilu bina pali kive swama kwana. Komanda, no landa, kani mini lankundo ya kulwanda. Me ya di gade msuka dea, kani tami wami you know me dea, agu dada si badenela, asu za kwanisa do wondea. Oh please tell me baby. VGZ, that one is Commander. That's my boy VGZ, man. I had to buy this album so I bought an album last week. And I would encourage everyone to get this up before, right? uh, I played VGZ because when we were talking about um, P 
people are trying to do everything by themselves. When, when VGZ came last time here, right? I was doing the promotions with other people, mm. and then he was shocked to find me setting up the sound system as well. So promotions, I picked him up from the airport, set the sound system, and mm. then I was DJing as well. And I was like, ah, Bakamba, fiance And I think which sort of capital uh, conceptualizes everything that we've talked about yeah. today where you have to split. You can't do everything. Yeah. Bottom line, get, again, the quintessential entrepreneur's problem is how do you get the right work the right amount of professionals to help you with your vision without being able to afford them because they are specialists in their field. All right. So, oh, I also have to mention, you've got a podcast as well. Yeah, coming up with a podcast, yes. So, what we'll do is, this podcast, will stream it on yours and mine. Yeah, we can cross, cross share. So, Cranstone is a podcaster as of today. So, I've we are inducted. coming up um, with a podcast network. Me, Cranstone... And then, you know, a few other people, right? And then we'll try and come up with different concepts and different ideas. Our our our, our podcast is mostly for it's it's to the flavor or to the tune of the conversation we've had today. Yes. It's about the thinking behind entrepreneurship. It's about the mindset. You are a DJ with a traditional way of doing things, but then we're in COVID, now we're in post-COVID. So how do you switch? How do you make this thing work? How do you make this thing long, longevity and so on? So then the podcast that we do is called Brand Brand Ajabu. Uh, have you already done some episodes? We, we've done a whole bunch of them, yes. So can we find them online? Not yet. Not yet uploaded, uploaded because Soundpapi hasn't done the, the work. <laughs> Okay. Now, before I, I will say this, we have to plug this thing. We have to plug. Now, we are talking about a, a podcast between, like, with me, what I'm doing. Um, Sound Puppy is the one who is in charge of all the post production and how to, because then they know what they do. Again, it's the quintessential entrepreneur's problem. I do not know anything to do with podcasts. I've got the equipment. Yes. I can easily buy that online. I can actually make a production, but then you do the post-production. I can't do it. If you if you look at the table right now, I, I wish think there's like a it. million cables. I think yeah, maybe we'll, we'll take a picture. I don't know how. There's, there's more it. than one mic. There's like three mics going on. There's audio interfaces. There's laptops. There, there's there's and this I've spoke about on my podcast. Like to get to where I am now, I've been through. I think. 20 microphones, mm. this, this. I think we'll take a picture. If you look at the table right now, because Council's um, got a very firm, nice gadget that we might start using for the podcast as well. But we had to plug this in, plug that in different laptops. People think you just wake up and make just a podcast. Start talking. Yeah. Start talking. No, no, no. no. It's not that straightforward. It's it's literally thousands of dollars of equipment. I'm being <laughs> honest here because I'm not a podcast person, so I'm in. I'm new to this. There's three thousand cables that we don't a lot of money. really need, and we only learn today. But um, somewhere down the line, we spoke about a gentleman called Theo, and I think we're trying. It's only trying to get Theo online. Good that uh, it's only logical that we get Theo onto the line 
so he can drop us one or two gems uh probably in 10 minutes then we'll finish up but yeah let's see if we can get him on the let's call. see if we can get him he, he's quite an elusive guy this guy is hard to get yes, i'm telling you funny girl <laughs> <laughs> He says oh. he wouldn't be able to pick, pick up, up, but anyway, let's see if if he could pick up. Mm. I've really enjoyed today's episode. It's have we covered everything? We went way away, but which is good because this means there will be part two. Yeah, we should. We should. I, I don't. I, I do not I've mind. I've got a gentleman that I need to bring in for part two. Yeah, cool. I've got a friend who just argues anything. Aimlessly. <laughs> no. <laughs> Unfortunately, we can't get Theo onto the call. But what what he's Theo is the the one we mentioned earlier in the podcast where you tell him what your vision is and then he can interpret it into a graphic design that you'd be blown away. Um. We'll, 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 let's let's go back to the podcast. So I'm Cranston doing a podcast with Theo and we're calling it uh, Brand Ajabu. Um, Ajabu is a Swahili word for everything nice, sugar and spice. So, so the name of the podcast is Brand Ajabu. Brand, brand, brand Ajabu. Yeah. All right. And I like and, that. I and like what that. we talk about is pretty much what we talked about today: branding, how do you position yourself, like the whole Mutalim Wanza debacle, why she's not doing the right things, and we analyze. We go through. We we justify the reasons why we we have opinions. We have a lot of opinions. She's got. The start. No, no. It, it, it's not about. I get That's where you, I feel. I get where you're going. I get where you're going, but the start should have been Pan African from the very beginning. All right. Okay. We're not gonna get back into that. You talk about the, the Jabu podcast. So the Branda Jabu podcast is is where what we target our audience really typically is startups, young entrepreneurs, people who are who want to talk about the branding and the marketing side of. Because branding is very senior. You have to position yourself. This is the Mutali Manza thing. She's not, she, because she hasn't from the beginning thought about her brand Pan-African. No, she'll say, I've thought of everything. No, there's no one who thinks about everything. Not even I think about <laughs> everything and I think a lot. So if she had positioned herself properly in the very beginning, whatever she does then informs what she had thought. Is there anyone in the especially in the Zambian circles, who you think has positioned themselves properly? No, all of them are going nope. it wrong. Yeah, completely. Mao Sampa has got wrong. Boba TV. Wrong, because Boba uh, TV. Boba TV is for who? Lusaka primarily. <laughs> so wrong. All right. Uh, Simon Mwewa, wrong. Tayali. Wrong. Tayali, douchebag, by the way. Yeah. No, he he, he <laughs> takes. That's you see the the universe doesn't like empty space. So wherever you feel you fit in, that's the space you fit in. You could call him an idiot or he just posts anything anyhow. That's Nobody the space he's feeling. Well, the, we all know he's a bloody idiot. Come on. We are being candid on this podcast. Douche. Douchebag in yeah. French is idiot. So same thing. Douche-id. Let, let's go back into this. Whatever space you feel you want to occupy, it's your niche market. You know that's, that's the space and you want to maximize that space. The problem I have with a lot of Zambian people is that they think only Zambia. They're not touching on Zimbabwe. You see, one of the dilemmas I go through for the sake of the podcast (laughs) 
here's here's something that's a bit it may fly over a lot of people but that's fine as well and it will here's the thing uh, so we we would transition from say citizenship yeah you move from zambian you get into australian at the point which you become an australian citizen you Mm -hmm. denounce your zambian citizenship Mm -hmm. okay yes now you 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 australia allows for dual citizenship so you become australian now you can pick and choose another citizenship yeah yes you'd be dumb to pick zambia because if you were to go through the economics, the macroeconomics, and really think about it, you don't want to waste your money in a Zambian economy. The quarter rate is very horrible. There's a lot of political instability. Businesses are being nationalized here, left, right, and center. Politics are just everywhere. So if, 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 if you're me, and I'm thinking about spending my $50,000, I will not spend it in Zambia. It's a risk. I would rather spend it in, say, Botswana, which is more stable, in South Africa, which is more stable, Nigeria. So as a commonwealth dual citizen applicant Mm. yes yes you would be dumb to think your second citizenship should be zambia but in um, in the in the face of nigeria liberia that's your that's your your south africa that's that's your mother that's your mother that's your home country home country define home country you were born there yeah Yes. So okay. Okay. Whether you wait. like it or not, at the end of the day, you're in Zambia. Hang on. You are born in a location, and then there are fake borders, which you can't. Have you ever seen the Zambian border? All right. I think now we're uh, getting but, to. But, but I'm answering. <laughs> no, before we go a out, conspiracy scenario. I'm, I'm answering a question here. How then can you be completely, totally pledging your allegiance to an area which doesn't really fully exist? Zambia doesn't fully exist? No. How? There is Barotseland. There is, there is uh, Rhodesia. There are regions. There are no countries. Okay. Now, that's a deep I, dive. I, no, it's not a deep dive per se. We have to close this on a concisive close, right? Let's, let's close if, it. Because if now, based, um, on, based on my hypothesis... My mind is like, based what the hell is this guy saying? Based on my hypothesis, you have earned yourself... It's in the Commonwealth, right? Mm-hmm. Former British protectorate. The, Australia is that. very high in the protectorate yeah, yeah, ranking, yeah, yeah. Yeah? High, which yeah. you are. So your primary citizenship is Australian, mm-hmm. right? You've lost your, your secondary at that time when you become Australian. Then, as a result of you being Australian, you now have My an children option. I'm um, just a resident. Wait, wait. Wait. Think about it again yeah. for the sake of the podcast. Once you score yourself Australian, you are in the Commonwealth and you can pick and choose any other economy to become a second citizenship because Australia gives you two dual citizenship. Why would you pick the lowest of the countries compared to South Africa, compared to Nigeria, compared to Kenya? Why would you want to go to one of the lowest African countries? Because you felt you were born there? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> this th- that right there is a is a topic for another day because I don't I don't even know what to say. So do you want to close this? Thanks for everyone for listening. It's been this is a, this has been more than likely an unusually longer conversation. Um, so I do appreciate everyone who's listened to this to the end. Welcome to the end. 
Um, I'm very grateful and thankful, and I consider it an honor to have been hosted by Slim on his podcast. I've listened to all his episodes. Believe me, I have. Not only just as a listener, but also as someone, a person of interest, because I'm I'm helping him trying to make together. this, yeah, working mm. together. So I, I have to know what I'm working with, right? We, and then uh, regarding firing um, clients, which we do, if you <laughs> if you if you and I had not resonated in the in the beginning, you and I would not be on this podcast today. So I jive with you. I um, I didn't want to associate my product with you. I'm being honest. In the beginning, oh yeah, yeah, nah, because you're the dude who comes to a costume party without a costume. Just because of a costume party, but that, that says it's not a grudge. It's not a grudge. Right. It it just says a lot about you. Nah, but listen. We're, we're closing the podcast. Okay, we're closing. But short notice, you guys learn to give ample time. I, I I didn't get the notice from you, by the way. I got it from uh, yeah, you got it Fingerland. from Fingerland. Yeah, on a Thursday. I I didn't want to work with you on a Thursday because I had assumed I you know. wouldn't come in a listen. costume, and then you come not in a costume. So for me, listen. like this is the reason why I, I didn't know, want to work with this guy in the first place. I know why you didn't want to work with me because I've met you on previous occasions and yeah. I've seen your your attitude. You know, you looked at me. I know. What, what does that even mean? I mean. You are not saying hi to me the way you say hi to me now. No, <laughs> no way. Yeah, of course. We we met at um uh what's his name? The D Tira. Ah yeah, it the was Tira an all-white party. Yes. I wasn't in white. Yeah! Like who does that? <laughs> I'm telling you, I looked at this dude, I was like, this guy's the wrong place. This is DJ Tira, man. <laughs> and you come white in red. Why not red? What? <laughs> I was like, ah, nah. I've got a problem with costume. That's why you are here to make me say, Slim, you're going to a costume party. Be in costume, dude. Be in costume. If ah. if you don't want to be Halloween, you want to be whatever, then at least be in sound puppy. You get. Be the sound puppy, dude. Represent your brand. All right. <laughs> ah, I've enjoyed this podcast. Thank you very much, guys. This is not the last, by the way. So, ladies and gentlemen. We're working on a few things, a lot of things. We've got a whole podcast uh, network going on. Crunched on. It's been real. Everything that we said here is podcast space. Yeah. Take it. Leave it. Do what you want to do with it. Here's my disclaimer. It's all for the podcast. Well, we didn't mean to harm anyone. Yeah. The reason why we mention names is because we are close to these people. Yeah, we we're, know we're, these we're people, literally and we want them to these do yeah. best. We recognize their talent, and we want. Listen, I was a dumbass punk a few weeks ago. Cranston was nice enough to say, "Slim, these are the steps you need to take." So everything he said today is what we need to take for us to move forward. As a nation, a culture, as creative podcasts, as a people, because we're lagging behind, man. Come Fun. on. Yeah. Do you know there's a time when uh, Afrobeats wasn't trending? At all. Zambian music, we had a record company. Yeah. And now we've been taken over. All right, let's go. Cranston, thank you very much. It's been real. It's been good. Cheers. We're we shaking hands behind the scenes. We're shaking, yeah, and so drinking whiskey. Ha <laughs> ha